This episode of an unexpected podcast is brought to you by Jasmine Murfeld. Thank you. Hello, friends, and welcome to an unexpected podcast. I'm Ez. And I'm Lane. And we're talking Tolkien. We're coming to you from the Shire of America, the beautiful state of Ohio, and a little village called Amanda. Mm. This week, we'll be covering the Council of Elrond as oh. a part of our journey through Middle Earth. And uh, this is a big chapter. It is. Huge, actually. Length alone. <laughs> right. Um, <laughs> and, you know, it is, like, I think the, the audio is like an hour and 45 minutes just in listening. It took me five days, like five 24-hour days to read back to back to back. <laughs> I do a lot of back skipping. I can't I, help it. I believe that, actually. That's who I am. I believe that. That's who I am. Uh, you know, Goldberry was actually telling me earlier that, uh, <laughs> you know, she watched you for two hours read one paragraph. Yeah. Yeah, well, over I like to dig deep, my friend. Okay, yeah. I'm like a dwarf. Well, that's fine. Uh, should we should we should we give him a little update on what, how we're gonna the the procedure uh, for the council? <laughs> procedure? It's a procedure. <laughs> you know, we're getting cut open here. Something's gonna happen. Yeah, no, you're right. Um, we are going to dissect it. We're doing. <laughs> wow, look at you! You're a surgeon with those words. <laughs> yeah, we're doing it in two parts, right? Part yeah. one, which we're going up to where Gandalf. Begins his recollection and and uh, I guess really filling in the gaps of where he's been and what's happened to him. Right. Yeah. So that's and, part we're going to save for part two. Yes. Right? Yeah. Yep. We'll read up till that, and then part two will be Gandalf and the second half of of the chapter. So. Okay. I mean, I, I was actually kind of surprised by the first half of the chapter and how much yeah. there um, the, the historical connections yeah. were in there. It's bogged us down for a couple hours, uh, just kind of hash. Just there's so much information. You want to make sure you get it straight and. The histories or the the complexities of the histories is something that we're we're learning ourselves, right? It's a mm-hmm. Hobbit's guide. Right. We're getting into it yeah. more and yeah. more and more, uh, just out of curiosity and and really, it's just it, it enhances this re- read through, doesn't it? It does. Like it being a, a, a reread, it it just gives more flesh and depth. So yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah. Um, okay, so let's dive into quick counsel. Yeah, how you been? I've been great. Are you uh, are you burned? I you were down in Florida. Uh, I'm a little bit. Uh, I have a little bit more of a tan. Okay, you like, you like you like nut brown, man. Thank you. Little nut, yeah. little little hair, nut brown. Actually, I'm really proud of myself. I put on a crap ton mm. of sunscreen. You did. Like every time we got out of the ocean or out of the pool or the lake, like that's what those are the rules you're supposed to follow. Right, and I'll just say that my sister and brother-in-law did not necessarily follow those rules, and they got burned up. They're peeling like a potato, aren't they? Yeah. So, oh man. So anyway, the sun um, is nasty down there in Florida. Was it nice and humid oh, for you, dude? It was. So I think there was a heat wave here in Ohio. Last yeah, it's week. felt like Florida here. Yeah, it and has felt like Florida. So as bad as it was here, yeah, they were talking about this down in Florida that we that we've never had. It's, this is the worst it's been all year. Oh my gosh! Yeah, and like no breeze, zero breeze. Uh, so it was Florida. Do you like humidity? I hate. Oh, we've talked about this. I don't think we have. Well, off. Off the oh. podcast. Okay. Do you like? Do you, so tell me for the first time. Do you like humidity? As I don't remember us talking about this ever. Ever. I don't. I don't. Maybe really. I'm just confused. Maybe I'm assuming that winter is always dry and you love cold. Well, we did mention that. Yeah, that I like cold. Do or, you like humidity though? Yeah, eh, not really. I don't either. Yeah. It, it could be if, if it's a dry heat and it's a thousand degrees. I'm cooler with that than 86 and humid. Yeah. I just am. I I, I hear. I hear. <laughs> so yeah. That's all I got. Okay. That's all I got. All right. <laughs> all right. Well, um, so yeah, I, I got back. Uh, you know, Arwen's moving up here a little closer. She is. Oh, she's the best. 
Well, the council is, is about to start, so she's getting ready. That's she's right. She's going to sneak in. She is. Um, you know, so in, in, another thing in quick council I want to mention, we are actually, I just got back from vacation, mm-hmm. and uh, Lane is going. Yeah, on. you were headed down, you went down south. I'm right. headed north to the uh, yeah. the king of kingdom of Arnor yeah. uh, to try and wake some of those uh, barrows up and see what we can, now going to Canada. So, um, so yeah, so we're recording this episode, mm-hmm. the following episode, and then the episode following that, all tonight and tomorrow morning. Just crazy. Yeah. So some of the new stuff won't be exactly up up to date and you know something could break over that time, but Yeah. You guys will be all right. We'll be all right. We'll be good. You guys will you'll probably let us know before we, we even know. Well, th- this actually gave us a good opportunity to uh, pull some stuff that we thought was real good discussion going on in the group mm-hmm. and pull it into uh, this week's episode and then we divide it up into yeah, you guys are in this in these yeah. a lot. Yeah. A yeah. lot. So I think as it should be. Yeah, exactly. So Let's dive into some of that. Uh, first, we are going to... Anything else for quick counsel, my friend? Um, how many people are signed up for the Billy Boyd World Tour? Double digits. Um, wow. It, yeah, we're up to 12. I think okay. 12 to... Uh, last time I checked, it was I think it was around 12. There okay. might be more, though. That's I, awesome. I haven't checked since before I left. So if you haven't, if you haven't done that and you'd like to participate in that, uh, sign it up. I think we, we were talking today, and this isn't set in stone, but something we'd like to do is have it do that tour around as many uppers that sign up and then as we talked about sending it to billy yeah once we're all done once we're all done sending it to billy having him take a picture with it too and then send it back we also we're talking about maybe throwing in like a a map a world map in there having you mark you know where you are on the map side and on the back side write a little note to billy so that when we send it to him he can have that map as kind of a keepsake of where his picture went and where we are yeah that's that's it's actually pretty cool. Yeah. Um, and I think we're using the hashtag uh, BBWT. <laughs> I think so. Is that right? Yeah. <laughs> uh, Billy Boy. Or is it BBT? You put BBT. I put BBT, but not on the, in the directions. I think I changed it to. No, w. no. I think I'm, I'm, I think I'm going to put a W in there. Okay. Yeah. BBWT. BB, Billy Boyd World Tour. BBWT. It just rolls. It's, it's good. Hashtag BBWT. <laughs> so uh, when you get that, you know, that photo, hashtag that. Uh, make sure you tag uh, Billy Boyd. I think it's actually Boyd underscore Billy Boyd on, Billy mm-hmm. on Instagram. Yeah. Uh, so that'll be a lot of fun. Um, another quick update. Uh, if you would like to check out our Patreon uh, page, become an elf and mm-hmm. we'll send you a t-shirt. Yep. And those uh, are in the works, aren't they? They are in the works. And actually at the end of each month, once I see who all has mm-hmm. sort of gotten in there. Um, so come up July 1st, I'll place the order. And then those of you who, you know, uh, signed up in June, you, you should be able to get your shirts hopefully in July, but this is the first run. So mm-hmm. it might be a little, uh, delayed and we can be patient. Yeah. Yeah. We're trying to get higher quality t-shirts yes. too. So we right want now. to be top notch. Yeah. We also just hit another, uh, goal too. Right <laughs> we, before we got on and started recording, we saw yeah. that we have 30 patrons now. So thank you guys very, very much. Yeah. Uh, who was our 30th? Uh, don't know actually. Cause it was kind of a shocker to me that, uh, I think, uh, she left a message. Let me pull it up. But, uh, you know, Steph Lynn Arps. Cool. Yay. 30th, 30th patron. So now, Ez and I, we're going to go out and we're going to do an axe throwing contest and an archery challenge. We will record that. Um, yes, we will. We'll take the camera. <laughs> yeah. And you guys can watch me whoop lane in the axe throwing competition. Oh, Come on. I want. I will. I will. I'm just we'll saying. do some sword play after it. Okay. All right. <laughs> okay. Uh, <laughs> uh, and I think Goldberry's going to accompany us, right? Actually, she might out throw us. 
eight hours. Oh, she's she gonna yeah, absolutely. Yeah, she will for sure. Yeah, mm-hmm. so bullseye every time. But that'll be a lot of fun. Um, so yeah, we've got new goals and stuff. We're popping in there from time to time just to make it a little more yeah. more fun yeah. uh, and things. So and this exciting. month, real quick in June, um, because of vacation time and things like that, we didn't get to post anything super exclusive. Um, but we are gonna post a bunch of just funny random appendices stuff to kind of because I've got yeah. some backlog stuff there. And then uh, in the month of July, we will have our first you know. Uh, Hobbit's Guide, History Through. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm so excited for that. Yeah, me too. Actually. Fun. What kind of appendices are you going to be uploading? What's coming up? Oh, my gosh. Dude, we've got, uh, oh, we've got what, the one where you're talking to the toaster. <laughs> I don't know you're talking I about. Don't, I, I don't remember that. That was um, that was an out-of-body experience, of I think. these I don't remember. You know, Julian comes back a couple <laughs> times. And I so it's just bizarre. Uh, and then we have a drinking game, right? Drinking game. And the I apologize. Game, which was I, the first... Uh, well, that was our first goal, wasn't it? Drinks of the Dragon. Yeah, Drinks of the Dragon. Mm-hmm. So, so we kind of just did uh, a drinking game there. Uh, played a drinking game, and we're, yeah. we're still at the end of the summer. Hopefully, going to you know make our something, own. Make, That's make right. Something that's going to be kind of fun. Oh, so, gosh. yeah. So, there's you guys your are update. keeping us busy, man. You really are keeping us busy. In the best we way. It. We yep, really we love do. it. We do. Um, but there's also like as each each chapter just keeps getting like I know. there's just more and more to it, right? The 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 world gets bigger and bigger, and the and the the scope of this. I mean, this chapter right here. The, the, this, I, yeah, you're right. In the same way that the adventure and the journey and the quest is becoming more and more real for for our beloved characters in this book, do you feel the same way? Yeah, I do. I do actually. too. I feel more of a responsibility. I feel more of an interdependence. Like, you know, I want you guys to have our best in the same way that you give us your best. And that's well, a that's a burden, well, man. That's, well, a, that's a good load to bear. It is. It is. And it, you'll see later in this episode uh, some of the stories that we've gotten mm-hmm. and some of the conversations that we've had. They're deep. Um, it's mind-blowing. You guys yeah. blow our minds. Somebody almost found an Arkenstone in their digging. Like it was just, I forget, Holy I think it was Jessica cow. just went nuts on the group. And so there's just some cool stuff. Wow. That's how that's how deep they're digging and mining, my friend. <sighs> so. Don't, not too grittily or too deep, though. Come on. We don't yeah. want to wake in any bell rocks. That's true. Okay. Um. What we got here? We're, we're, we're got dropping, dropping eaves. eaves. Yeah. So Christopher Michael, we got some show news, first of all. So this is kind of cool. I don't know if you remember. Um, well, Christopher Michael uh, uh, shared one of these articles with us. We're, we've been kind of slow for news. And actually, this um, article helps flesh that out as to why that's happened. Way back when we first started, guys, like in oh, January, January or February, February. Yep. we talked about Jennifer Salk, who took over... Um, the Amazon like creative studios, like the TV shows and everything. Uh, so she recently did an interview with Deadline Hollywood. And obviously she was asked about a lot of different things, but quite a few questions about Lord of the Rings. Um, she brings that up as being one of their strong shows that they're developing. So obviously they're putting, you know, not only putting a lot of money into it, but a lot of uh, resources and thought and planning. So they actually... It was just an interview with her and her involvement and her strategies on um, uh, creating shows for Amazon. But most of these questions were directly about Lord of the Rings. So I'm just going to read some of these answers um, that she gave. So Deadline asked, you know, the Lord of the Rings series, have you locked in writers for that yet? This is very interesting because we've been wondering, like, why aren't we hearing anything about, you know, who's, who's leading it creatively? Uh, why have we not heard any mention of like actors' names that might be attached to the project? Anything. Mm-hmm. Where it's going to be filmed? We don't know. Right. She says, despite all the noise around Lord of the Rings, the deal only closed like a month ago. 
So this this interview was released June 11th. So like May is when the deal was actually finalized. So, I mean, that's how big of a deal this was and how many hands were in this is it took five months. Yeah. Five, six months to close because I think they announced it like back in November, Mm -hmm. November and December. And so it's taken this long just to tie up all the legalities and all the loose. So while while I'm sure they have ideas in mind, you know, because they've unofficially, you know, this whole time secured those rights, they probably haven't been able to announce anything. So maybe that's why I'm guessing news has been a little slower. So um, she said, in the meantime, I've sat and talked with Simon Tolkien for a couple of hours and Amazon TV executives uh, has spent a lot of time with him, with them. Um, uh, she spent the last couple of, mo- of months meeting anyone who had said, I'm really passionate about it and want to get uh, get in and talk about the show and what's possible. I think you'll see us honing in on a strategy in the next month. Mm. So some yeah. more some more news will come out then, which <clears throat> might involve a group of writers. Clearly, there'll be some someone in charge, but involves the estate and Peter Jackson, and there's a lot of conversations. So... Bringing up Peter Jackson again after we've heard that he will not be directing. Sounds like he might still be involved in terms of um, making suggestions or helping oversee certain aspects of the show. So they come out and say, is Peter Jackson involved in the series? She says the Peter Jackson conversations right now, we're right in the middle of them. It's like, how much do you want to be involved? How little? So he'll be like almost like a consultant, I'm guessing, at the very least. I know there's been some discussion and he's even said some things, but as far as I'm aware, the latest is that we're just in a conversation with him about how much or how little he would be involved. Yeah. So especially if they want tie in, if they want it to tie into the movies, well, he has to be involved at least in, in like um, giving advice or, or um, you know, helping create shortcuts from the films to the, to the TV show. So that's pretty interesting. Yeah, he's a wealth of knowledge, you know. He is. Uh, so he is, and he spent a long time in Middle Earth. Yeah, I mean, he's yeah. he's uh, shown how you can adapt something from Tolkien's written word to the mass audiences through uh, True. through m- films. He so, did it, and he did it with great success. Yes, and so, did. you know, it'd be foolish to not, you know, speak with him. And- <laughs> Exactly. Try to gain his support and help. Exactly. Deadline says, are you working on one Lord of the Rings series or multiple ones? She says, one, at the moment, one big series. And it's at the moment. So that could all change too, which is also very exciting. Hmm. Um, And big series is what we like to hear, right? They also said, with the same characters as the movies, uh, she says, I think you know that we're not remaking the movies, but we're also not starting from scratch. So it'll be characters you love. She said, they say, for example, she says, I can't give that out. I don't have anything for it. So this is making me wonder, like this whole time, you know, you've kind of asked me, is the Aragorn thing, is that, is that official? Uh, even Sarah today asked me, she was like, is, Ar- is the Aragorn um, like being the lead for the series, is that confirmed by anyone? And I stopped and thought about it. I'm like, well, like the one ring reported on it, but that doesn't necessarily mean it's true as we've all come to learn. Um, but so now, now I'm not really sure. I mean, I, I'm hoping that's still the direction they go, but yeah, I don't know. This, this, this almost raises more questions for me than, than gives answers. Here's the thing, man. I, I I don't know. I'm just going to, I'm just give it to me, baby. Come on. We were talking about this before we started. And I think you've referenced the one ring before (laughs) net or whatever the heck they're called. Okay. (laughs) And I quite frankly don't want to, I don't want to mention them anymore. Okay. (laughs) 
<laughs> because let me tell you something. Okay, if that's breaking news, then we're going to start breaking news. Yeah. Okay, my friend. Yeah. Okay. We'll start spitballing and throwing, you know, spit wads at the wall. And I mean, did I'm you guys hear Adam Driver? Hey. <laughs> it's I'm official. Just kidding. just kidding. They're they're pretty cool. But they're, uh, they're, they've been around a long time, and they do have spies. I know they do. have people on the inside, and they've been invited to you know they've been invited when the Hobbit was being filmed. They were invited on set and everything. So that's 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 cool stuff. It just I don't know. I don't know. Cool. They're just you know yeah. how are they as close with Tammy Lane and Billy Boyd as we are? I don't I think mean, so. I don't know. So. You ask us. No. No. <laughs> so that's all the show news right now. Uh, the Tolkien biopic. Uh, still no news yet, no release date, so we're just continuing to wait on that, and we will. Mm-hmm. In other corners of Middle Earth, we have the poll. So sometimes you strike out, guys. All right, sometimes you, you know, <laughs> you try, you get up to bat, and the pitcher's just better than you are. And so this, I self admittedly, and Ezra, let me know before we started. This poll was not one of the better ones. Did I actually say that? Um, did I say that? No, but you know, okay. I, I think I, 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 I kind of brought it up, and you were—you just confirmed. You're like, oh. yeah, was, no. I think it was one of those times where I was just looking at my computer, <laughs> prepping for the show, and you asked me. No, it was said, one of the weaker ones. Okay. I was like, I really don't know what to do for this for this chapter. So I said, what? There are two types of people in this world. Which type are you? Are you a many meetings, or are you a many partings? And I left it kind of ambiguous because that could be like metaphorical. It could also be, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. More obviously, just um, you struck out. I did. I did you pretty much. Out. It's like many meetings. I was thinking, <laughs> hey, are you outgoing? Do you like meeting people? <laughs> many partings. Are you more of an introvert? Would you rather just Irish goodbye and get out of here? So, sixty-five uh-huh. percent said many meetings. Thirty-five uh, percent said many partings. So gotcha. we're uh, we're a, a relatively extroverted group i think and we cool. like to meet people we don't like yeah. saying goodbyes and goodbyes are hard but some people some people love that catharsis of saying goodbye <laughs> I, never, I see you again i never see you again <laughs> so 48 that's, votes most of you most of you like meeting people which is good that's good because we are a book club and uh yeah can you imagine if we didn't like meeting people that'd be crazy I don't think people understood quite necessarily <laughs> sure. like that, but it's cool. Okay, now that you're asking me on the podcast, I'll just go I just should have had say more it. context. I was good. I'm kidding. It's fine. Um, the polls have been great, actually. Thanks. Um, now, actually, as a part of mm-hmm. um, you know, in other corners of Middle Earth, mm-hmm. uh, and you've re- always referenced the the polls here, we thought that's a good spot to kind of talk about. Um, the the group some of the stuff that's happening yeah. in the group so yeah. I thought because there is so much going on and we want like in a perfect world we talk about everything that's on there sure sure because it's just it's such good stuff that it ne- everyone needs to hear it and I'm not sure everyone goes to the well not everyone is on the group obviously and not everyone's on the page that listens sure yeah and yeah. and reads along with us and joins in the conversation so I just want everyone to hear it all the time because it's so good. It's so good. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, okay. We are going to talk about it this episode because since we've cut the uh, chapter in half, uh, we thought it'd be a good time to really pull some of that in here. So um, Jim SP, right? I'm just going to pull some names out here. I'm going to talk about what they've said. I thought this was kind of funny. Yeah. Um, You know, it's talking about how we've we've established that Sarah, you know, is Lane's Goldberry. Yep. And Lane is Butterbur. Yep. Right. So who is as me? Um. In our up version of Middle Earth, and I thought this was funny. There's some funny responses, which I I didn't pull all of those or whatever, but uh, people were throwing out some 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 cool ideas. They were, you know? and we talked about this before. So who? And I said, when it comes down to it, you're Samwise Gamgee. And I can't believe you said that. You're just the, the so, strength, the strongest Hobbit. That's that's who you are. 
I can't believe that made that's that means a lot. That means a lot to me that you would say that. Um, it's genuine. I'm not. I just, know you are. I know yeah. you're being genuine. But to me, I don't feel like. Um, well, neither does Sam. You're yeah, just proving okay. my point even more. Right. Way to well, go, as. But who would you? Who would you the, say the, 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 you relate I, to? I threw out either. I always gravitate towards a wizard or mm-hmm. the hobbits. Mm-hmm. This is just who I am. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, I know you kind of gravitate towards, like you've said, Butterbur because, mm-hmm. you know, just for your personality and things like yeah. that. But yeah. you also, in my eyes, are more of an Aragorn, right? That's more of who you are. God, That's I'm, who you try to be. I'm blushing. You know, um, it's weird because you have Butterbur, you know, moments. <laughs> but Who do you think? I wonder if Aragorn does, though. Hey, maybe he does. He's out in the wilderness. He's got to entertain himself. Yeah. Maybe he talks to himself and, you know. Maybe not. Maybe not. Well, maybe. I don't know. Yeah. But uh, so. one of the neat ones that I thought was thrown out, um, I think it was, was thrown out by, was this Matt? Maybe one of our my, my buddies, Matt, might have thrown out Radagast. Oh, he somebody, did. Yeah, somebody he did. threw out Radagast. And mm-hmm. that made me happy. Yeah. Okay. Because, guys, I've had an obsession with, <laughs> if you think I've had an obsession with Gandalf, like the next, <laughs> I mean, like Radagast has been yeah. huge. Yeah, man. I'll just tell you this. When I'm reading The Hobbit, I'm almost certain this I'm just hopefully, I, yeah. When I, when I was first reading The Hobbit, right, and they mention other wizards, yeah, and they happen across Does your mind just explode. Radagast the Brown. Yeah. They don't even say anything really about Radagast. It's just boom, he's there. Yep. You know, mention him on their on their way on their journey or yep. whatever. And it's like, well, hold on a second. <laughs> Let's get back to this guy. And the whole time I'm thinking, <laughs> we're going to come back to this wizard that we Ultimate randomly teaser. mention and talk about and you know reference or whatever. Nope, nothing. And we don't get much of them here. In this chapter, we don't, either. which is why I think it's cool. I think it's He's mysterious. Yeah, he is, and there, there's there's some good um, talk of him and stuff. Yeah. But now the hobbits, though, it's either, and it's just two extremes here. <laughs> it's either I'm Bilbo, or I'm Nob. Okay. <laughs> you also you also said Mary, didn't you? Yeah, Mary. You too. brought Mary up too. Nob's a BA man, dude. I like Nob. There was also I, <laughs> I like Nob a lot. Did you bring up? Oh, I can't remember who it was. Brought up who would play Nob and Bob. Oh, yeah. If we right. had to cast them in the films. Yeah. And I think uh, Danny DeVito and young, young Jason Alexander. One of oh, my wow. favorite. That, was, that would be perfect. That would be perfect. Yeah, yeah you'd be a good Nob. So, anyways, thanks, guy. I mean, uh, that, that's, that's fun. I'm, it's, not, it's nice to have that kind of, you know, I don't know. Yeah. It's cool. It's community. I still haven't We're landed, a book club. We haven't landed on, you know, one particular thing. It's going Samwise. You just proved it. Well, as the group names me, I, you know, I'll, that's that's what I'll be. So very noble of you, we'll, sir. We'll go that very direction. noble. Now, um, let's move on. Uh, Christy, um, Christy Burgess, uh, just said that she was actually going to the Oxford exhibit. There was mm-hmm. this exhibit uh, that was going on there, um, kind of highlighting some of uh, Tolkien's work. And they had, I think they had some like... Uh, Gosh, some of the original manuscripts and different things that were out there. Yeah, was, yeah, yeah. Couldn't take pictures. It was a real Can you imagine? sort of like, yeah, we'd, I'd love to know, Christy, how that uh, went. Uh, I think that this was posted on, on June 20th, so a couple of days ago from when we're recording. So yeah. hopefully we get some Wouldn't some you details. love to go to Oxford someday? Oh, man. It's actually one of our goals on Patreon. <laughs> Guys, can you imagine if we, wouldn't it be awesome to go and meet all of our UK uppers oh, dude. at the Eagle and Child? Dude, have a second breakfast, talk and get to meet you guys, and then run a podcast, an episode yeah. from the Eagle and Child, and yeah. have all of you guys on, yeah, to tell your Tolkien story. Wouldn't that be amazing? Just saying, it can happen. It's maybe someday. Maybe That'd be someday. Cool. That's yeah. all. Yep. So, um, we've got Victoria um, mentioned here. Oh, she did a um, oh yeah yeah a marathon right yeah. with with her dad. 
I think this was for, for Father's Day. Yeah. You know, and uh, did the, did the Started extended early, edition. Started early, which is smart. Yes. Yeah, extended mm-hmm. edition, though. Mm-hmm. Super proud. I mean, she gave us updates along the way and finally, like, completed <laughs> it and stuff. So, congrats, because yeah, I don't that always is a finish that marathon. <laughs> no, that is a long marathon. I've only done it once, and it was in a theater. And it was, as dude, as much as I love those movies, it was, it was grueling. Yeah. I mean, you feel like you've been on the journey with them. Yeah, dude. It was, yeah. you know, you know that like airport sweat you get? <laughs> yeah, I do. Where you're like, you've been traveling and you're like, God, I just want to take a shower. Yep. The same as if the same thing is true if you spend that much time in a movie theater. Yeah. Like you're yeah. just, I feel greasy. The right. air is just, the air is kind of saturated with butter. And so it's just getting in mm-hmm. you, you yep. know? Yeah. We should do one of those. Someone actually mentioned we that should. Um, at the end of uh, our reread, we should maybe do like a book to movie comparison. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. You know, our friends at Switch and Flick do that, don't yeah, they? Yeah, they do. Yes, um, it could even be a live thing where we say, "Hey, turn on your movie, let's go." Yep. You Sarah know, actually brought that up the other day. Goldberry said, "Why don't you guys do that? That'd be kind of cool." And I thought, "Yeah, we should. It'd be fun. It'd be a lot of fun." Yeah. Um, let's see. Um, Kristen Noel, mm-hmm. Noella. Um, let's see. Da, 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 da. Oh, just okay. Just rode six miles while listening to the podcast. <laughs> just kept saying WWAD the whole time <laughs> since the wind was blowing against me the whole time, and it worked. Um, so what <laughs> would Aragorn do? Uh, we're working on those those bracelets. Gotta get those bracelets. And, uh, I'm wearing mine every day when we get it. Yeah, every was, day. I thought that was pretty. That's neat. an honor. That's for Aragorn. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, some other good stuff here. Um, Luca Michaletsky. Yeah. She says, um, I think, oh, this is a big one, isn't it? Yeah. Oh my gosh, this is a big one. She said, I think we have not discussed this, discussed this topic here, but now that Elrond's council is nigh, we should talk about the ring itself. We know it is mighty, but how? What does the ring actually do? How could they have used it against Sauron as Boromir said? Mm-hmm. Holy cow. Frodo, Bilbo, and Isildur became invisible when they put it on, but Sauron didn't. Uh, how would that have how how would that have been how would that have worked mm-hmm. well sorry if some mightier being on the good side got it like gandalf galadriel or saruman or they could not have used it at all because it belongs to sauron kind of like a horcrux in the harry potter world i'm unfamiliar i don't know who harry is mm-hmm. what do you think <laughs> so we had a lot of response on this had, didn't we yeah we had some good response here um Gosh, you want to read? You want to read Jessica's too, real quick? Thanks. Man. Yeah, yeah. Jessica <laughs> Denboer says we can share the paragraphs. Thanks, Jessica, because there's, there's a lot here. Yeah, in my opinion, the best way to start thinking about the ring is to break it down to the basics. We know it was forged by Sauron with the intention of taking control over the other rings and eventually over the free people of Middle Earth. Therefore, its main power is domination over free will. Yeah, totally. Uh, we know it gives the wearer sharpened senses. Think about Frodo and Amon Hen. Uh, the ability to understand other languages. Think Bilbo with the spiders and Mirkwood and Sam with the orcs oh, wow. and Mordor. Yeah. Hadn't thought about that. Unnaturally long life. Important to recognize that it merely extends life rather than new, renew it, if that makes sense. Yeah, you mm-hmm. talk about Bilbo feeling thin, like yeah. stretched, and obviously what it did to um, Smeagol. Yep. Uh, and invisibility. Kind of see my question below. It also seems uh, that the greatness of the wearer influences the degree to which these powers can be used. So Saruman or Galadriel could use the ring with greater power than, say, someone like Gollum or Bilbo. Yeah, kind of like a magnifying glass almost. Mm -hmm. Similarly, the ring may be used differently or more selectively with more powerful beings like Sauron or Tom Bombadil. So the wearer may be able to choose whether or not to be invisible when they put it on. Hadn't thought about that. 
That's very interesting. Whereas Frodo, Bilbo, and Isildur were not great, quote unquote, enough to have that choice. Mm-hmm. Sauron was one of the Maiar, uh, and I was always under the impression that Bombadil was too, a theory for another time. We all have our Bombadil theories, don't we? Mm-hmm. Even though Gandalf and Saruman are technically Maya as well, they are on Middle Earth in human form, so I don't think they would have control over it to the same extent as Sauron or Bombadil. Well, it's, uh, yeah, Jessica, Let's good, good grief! I mean, <laughs> uh, this is epic. I, so far, it, epic. I love this. Yeah, and, and because like she's right that the Maiar, the Astari, mm-hmm. were kind of like told there's a limitation. There's they yeah, take yeah. this guys, yeah, as you know, counselors, elder, wizards, All whatever, men. wizened yeah. men. Yeah. And they don't necessarily, I mean, could they unleash and, and use their power to a greater extent? That's, that's something that's I've always question. wanted to kind of, it's a great you know, question. Look at, ponder on, mm-hmm. do some research on, because yeah, you're right. There is a, there is a little bit of a difference there, yeah. right? Th- their role is very kind of limited. It is. You know, um, they are the, they're the wise, Yeah. you know, and they're there to give counsel and aid. Yeah. So, and they're supposed cool to show point. they're supposed to show a certain amount of restraint through that, aren't yes. they? Yeah. yeah. Um, it's also really interesting to talk about the ring as an actual character in the story. It seems to have a will of its own. Yep. Mm-hmm. It has the ability to change size in order to serve its purposes. It draws the black riders to it, and Sauron can sense where it is when someone puts it on. Just through the nature of the ring, meaning that its purpose is to control the will of others, I would argue that it could never be used for good. Even if that was the intention of the wearer, there is never any justification for bending the will of others, even if it ha- even if it was for the greater good. Shout out to my Harry Potter, my Potter peeps. Unlike a Horcrux, I absolutely believe that someone else could use it other than Sauron. Like Boromir said, they may uh, they might have been able to use the ring to defeat Sauron, but I think the outcome would have been. Uh, corruption and destruction across Middle Earth. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. Gandalf and Gladriel both support this idea when they refuse to take the ring from Frodo. They know they would uh, try to use it for good, but that evil would overcome them in the end. With the reread, I've been wondering does the ring actually give the wearer true invisibility, or does it just bring them into the Wraith world? We know the wearer still casts a thin shadow in broad daylight. Yep. So, what actually happens to their body when they put the ring on? The ring doesn't protect against physical harm. Bilbo knocking himself unconscious in the Battle of Five Armies. Frodo getting stabbed uh, by the Witch King. Gollum biting off Frodo's finger. That's a mm-hmm. great point. So it's not like a, yeah, it's, it's a cloak. It's not a protection. So the wearer must still be present in the physical sense. Right. Absolutely. Uh, to end on a good note, even though the ring is immensely powerful, hence the plot of the whole damn story, it is not a be-all and end-all weapon. Sauron was defeated multiple times, even before the Last Alliance, right. yeah. when he had the ring in his possession, and it was ultimately destroyed in Mount Doom. So good and light always wins. Wow. Yeah. Uh, some, some really good thoughts there on, on the true, you know, is, it, is it true invisibility versus Wraith yeah. uh, you know, discussion being able to, and, and I think... One of the things that she mentions that that's that's really neat is the idea that different people um, with different range of powers and strength, uh-huh. the greater your strength, yeah. um, possibly you could wield a greater power. Yeah, it's very and you could do isn't it? different things, right? Yeah. Um, and I almost wonder if it does play to you know um, just that person, like like Bilbo being able to understand the spiders, right? Yeah, and uh, hear, hearing 
them and the in the different language and yeah. uh, you know stuff like that and then yeah. I don't know, just it might give the di- different ring bearers different powers or something, yeah. you know? Right. I never really thought about it. I hadn't, I hadn't thought about it either. And even almost kind of, um, again, I don't, I can't think of a better word, but magnify, magnify their abilities, magnify their interests. Um, there you go. That's a good way to put it. Yeah. Kind of like, yeah, almost like uh, accentuate things that are already within them. Yeah. Very. It's so interesting, isn't it? Right. But then ultimately yeah. bending that for, for ill purposes, like corrupting, corrupting that, uh, the, even those strengths that they have. Yeah. She pulls, she also pulls, Jessica pulls a, uh, from, from a, we were not there yet. Mirror of of Galadriel. Yeah. (laughs) Or Garadriel. Whichever. Um, (laughs) you know, but she, she pulls uh, a passage there where Frodo is talking to her. Mm -hmm. Uh, and I think he asked the question, you know, why can I not see all the others and know the thoughts of those that wear them? They're talking about the rings. Mm, Yeah. The, the rings of power, Mm -hmm. um, which she has one. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and, and, uh, she said, you have not tried, you know, only thrice you've put the ring upon your finger since you knew, um, what you possessed. Do not try it. It would destroy you. Did Gandalf tell you that the rings give power according to the measure of each possessor? Uh, before you could use that power, you would need to become stronger and train your will um, to the domination of others. Yet even so, as ring bearer and as one of one who has borne it uh, on his finger and seen that which is hidden, your sight has grown keener. Uh, you pre- you've perceived my thought more clearly than many that are accounted wise. You saw the eye of him that holds the seven and the nine, and you did not see and recognize the, the ring upon my finger. She's asking a question there. And you did not see and recognize the ring upon my finger. Yeah. There's more to that, actually. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's very... And also interesting, too, how you know she says that you have to train your will to the domination of others. And that sounds a lot like you have to try to become like Sauron. Yeah, to really... In order to wield that. Because that's why it's, it's how... That's why it was created. It was exactly. Created. Yeah. So... Yeah. Yeah. Can you really use it for good? I'd say probably not. Yeah. That's a good discussion though. That's, that's a great man. Wow. That's that's some that's some neat stuff. We'll revisit that for sure. Holy in the group. Moly. Yeah. Um, okay, and then I think one of the last things we have here uh Chase McKinney. Um let's see. What's oh, up, yeah. Uppers? Um uh, what's up? <laughs> Purse. Uh, per, what's up? Purse? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was wondering if we could have future podcasts doing character studies. Mm. We could dive into backstory, symbolism, etc. cetera. Uh, Tolkien characters, maybe start with the fellowship and then move into deeper waters. Tom Bombadil, Silmarillion, countless others. Um, Sam is a character that really resonates with him. And, you know, he would, he would, he would uh, enjoy hearing others, you know, say which characters, you know, they connect with or resonate with. Yeah. Uh, and have idea. some deep uh, discussion and I actually like this idea a lot mm-hmm. and I, I, I commented back to Chase and said you know maybe at the end of each book um, we could do you, you, you'd have to kind of cap it I don't know that we could do a full you know up to that point how has their how have they changed from beginning of story mm-hmm. to end in that book you know mm-hmm. do a couple character studies or even conduct some of those find a way to do some of those in the group on the Facebook page yeah. you know and, and do you know some blog style stuff uh, yeah. with with the, with the characters but it's a, it is a, it is neat to see how they develop and and um and change you know over time absolutely and then even you know how you can relate to them personally yeah yeah absolutely and and how they change <clears throat> throughout the story yeah so. uh also on the group Jim SP is putting together a really cool map 
as. Yeah. It's a Google, it's like a Google My Map. And so all you have to do is join the group if you if you want to have your location put on this map, but it's really cool to go on and see where we are all over the world. It's amazing. So you just have to go on there. It's I think it's it's near the top where it's pinned to the top. Okay. And uh, just put your location down and Jim is getting us access so that we can add people as well. Cool. Um, but either he or Ezra or myself will put you on there and, and we'll be able to take a look at where everyone is throughout our Middle Earth. Man, I think that's really neat, actually. I think it's, it's a great idea. And, and I think Calais had brought it up before. Yeah. And we had talked about it and we just, you know, um, got busy doing other stuff and it just kind of fell through the cracks. But Is he, that the same thing he was mentioning? I the, think so. Same type I of think Google it was. Map. Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah. So, so it's kind of come to help. fruition. Absolutely. Yeah. It's sort of, sort of come, uh, come back up and it's, it's a real deal now. So yeah, really cool to see, man. It's just, it's, it's really unbelievable to think about where you guys are all over the world. Yeah. Yeah. It's really all cool. over the world. It's really cool, man. And you're listening to a couple hobbits in the Shire. I mean, that's, well, that's why our bigger plan is, is to eventually like take a couple trips and go to different places and, and see you guys meet yeah, and, and meet up yeah. and sit down and record and yeah. have some conversations. Yes. You know, many meetings. Let's do it. Let's go. So it's that time of year. It's time for an adventure, huh? It is. Yeah. <laughs> um, Okay, well, I think uh, I think we're actually ready to to dive into the reread. Let's do it, man. Is that cool? Let's get in there. Um, a lot of history. Yeah, a lot of history. Um, last week we were in uh, many meetings, mm-hmm. you know, and uh, we got you know Frodo had had recovered and and yep. he's, he's good. He's yep. all patched Getting up. Good. His friends uh, are all there. Yeah, his friends are there. Yeah. You know, we have some have some supper, and uh, we sit down for some singing and some some good talk with our old you know friend Bilbo. That's right, Uncle Bilbo. And uh, that was a great conversation. I think we left them sort of like getting ready. You know, Sam was letting him know that, hey, there's a meeting. <laughs> gotta <laughs> got to get to bed, Mr. We Fry. got a, a big old council coming <laughs> uh, the next day here. So um, isn't it cool seeing how Sam, just like the progression of Sam, talking about, yeah. I guess, really just talking about, uh, you know, that character study right there and, yeah. and his favorite character, Chase's favorite character. It's just amazing to see how he's just continuing to step up. Yes. Every chapter he gets more and more confident well, in his role and yeah and, and actually each of the hobbits develop in their own way they do and we were talking before we started um bilbo kind of like man this is like one of the last chapters where we get to really this and the next you know talk with and mm-hmm. engage with bilbo mm-hmm. and boy has he had a story or two yeah and it just for me bilbo is what started it all right you know and so i love love yeah. Bilbo yeah and just to hear him say what he says in this chapter gosh yeah. it just gets to me man it's like that's a that that's a hobbit who's been there and back again yeah he's so complex he is man. we talked about him being even even comparing him to other uh, to Frodo really but he's he seems a little more Tukish yes he than does Frodo he absolutely does uh, he's got more of that, that spirit yeah 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 that well, that was brought out of him, really. I mean, that was uh, you know accentuated. Yeah. But, yeah. Well, and I think it's why Gandalf, man. you know, put put his mark on his door, yeah. and and uh, Thorn and company showed up and yeah. took off. So, right, man. Uh, but okay, so there's your recap. Uh, the, the the summary, and and what we'll do is we'll just kind of give you a brief um, overview of what we're going to be talking about this episode. We're doing the first half of the Council of Elrond, so we're going to talk mm-hmm. about um, who's at the council. Mm-hmm. We're going to talk about. Uh, uh, Elrond's story, mm-hmm. um, and then we're going to talk about uh, Boromir's dream, mm-hmm. vision that he has. Yeah. Uh, so we'll keep that short. We'll dive into all those separately here. So there's a lot. And also um, Gloin's story as Gloin. well. Gloin. 
pass yeah. rate ones are one of the first yeah. things. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. So let's start off with a little bit of a, um, I guess a roll call, right? You know, who is, yeah. Who's here at the council. Yeah. Um, so we have some known attendees, right? And I guess that implies that there may have been others that we didn't necessarily hear or that were addressed. Um, Elrond, we know who Elrond is. Sure. Yep. Uh, Gandalf, Frodo, Bilbo, Glorfindel. We've got Aristor, Aragorn, Boromir, Glowing, Gimli, Legolas, and Galdor. Yeah, it does look like there was more there, though. It just Doesn't it? Yeah. When you see it all listed out, you're like, oh. are you sure that's all? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so we'll, we'll talk about, as we, as we come into this these first couple paragraphs, we'll get, you know, flesh out some more of those who need fleshed out. Okay. Um, yep, that sounds good. You know, so um, just to kind of start off here, they, uh, the council, right? Fr- Fr- yeah. Frodo waking up early, mm-hmm. uh, getting ready, right? Um, I, how do you think he felt, you know, before this council? How do you think he feels going into question. this? So in all seriousness, so you know, like he is the ring bearer. Um, yeah. Do you think, I mean, I think he, he felt like his journey was ended. He was coming to for sure. some closure here. He and said, I mean, he even said, he says, I feel ready for anything, but most of all, I'd like to just go out on a little, a little walk. Mm-hmm. I, I love, I love this because I feel this way a lot, man. You, you know, we're always like hanging out around the house or we right. drive places. I'm always pointing stuff out to you. You're like, okay, Elaine. That's sort of no. random. Yeah. But he says, you know, I should like to get into those pine woods up there. I yeah. can imagine just you imagine this 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 open, gorgeous valley where, you know, they reference several times being able to see the Misty Mountains and yeah. it almost seems like it's enclosed but not really. Just well, grand. There's just there's so much to look at. It it's it's open yet yet secluded and he's just, you know, looking around and it picks a little spot and says, I'd like to get up in there and see yeah. just go adventure over there. Yeah. yeah, he's in the mood to just kind of. You're right. I think he he he. There's no way in his mind he doesn't think he's, he's taking this ring on no. ever again. Right. Um, I think, and, that, and he probably thinks you know, with all these great people here, I, I don't have to. I'm just a hobbit. Yeah, I'm done. Right. I'm right. done. Yeah, you know, I'm among I'm among great company, and they'll they'll think of a a better way to handle this than me mm-hmm. taking it. Right. Yeah. Or or whatever. Right. Yeah. But uh, Gandalf says, you know, we, we we can't make any any of those plans yet. Yeah. You'll you, you'll have your chance later. Yeah, <laughs> which actually he does. He does. That's uh, an interesting point. So different from the films. So very different. So different. We are in uh, uh, Rivendell for a lot longer than yeah th- than I realized. Yeah, me too. I had forgotten that too. It was a nice little detail. So, um, but there's a a single clear bell that kind of mm-hmm. rings out. Right, it's a warning yeah. bell yeah. Um, that the council is about to start. Um, both you and Bilbo are wanted. Yeah. So th- those Get are the two here, hobbits. hobbits that are heading there. Um, and so they follow the wizard uh, along the winding path, right? Um, Gandalf led them to the porch where Frodo had found his friends the evening before. The light of the clear autumn morning was now glowing in the valley. Now, it's interesting, as we said before, to remember it is autumn, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah, right. Yeah. Although it seems very summerish. You know, yeah, so like summer still hung on a little longer in Rivendell, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Um, the noise of bubbling water came up from the foaming riverbed, birds were singing, and a wholesome peace lay on the land. Frodo, uh, to Frodo, his dangerous flight, I the rumors, this was so interesting, yeah, and the rumors of the darkness growing in the world outside already seemed only the memories of a troubled dream. And that's just that's the power of Rivendell, isn't it? Yeah. And later, Bilbo talks about being unable to keep track of days. 
So it really is just this, it's like this sanctuary, man. It's this uh, safe place where evil's kept it at a great distance, even if it just recently happened. Yeah, yeah. Well, and, and, yeah, exactly. So, you know, one thing that I think is interesting is that there's this, um, uh, Frodo's kind of given like a seat of honor, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Um, they, bringing the ring this far, I mean, they they say that this, um, that task alone, that journey, mm-hmm. uh, in and of itself is rivals a lot of the great stories of, of, of the, yeah. you know, of the earlier ages. Sit along the side, yeah, the likes of, who does Elrond say? They mentioned, they mentioned, um, other elf friends. Right. And stuff. Yeah. Uh, many elf friends. Yeah. And, and they put Frodo up there. Yeah, in the on, upper, the, on those pedestals. Yeah. Yeah. Among some great names. How do you think that would feel? We'll get to the names in a second. They're, they're buried in here. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, so I don't know. I, I think that would be, it's, I think he's probably blown away yeah. at that point, right? Yeah. You know? Yeah. Like, what the heck? Are you kidding me? Yeah. Um, you know. Uh, so let's, let's get into it. So when he first walks in, he notices uh, uh, Gl- uh, Glorfindel and, and Gloin, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, Striders in the, in the corner there. Uh, he's still wearing those those old, you know, travel ch- yeah, he, clothes. He changed out of his, because he was wearing something a little fancier pre- yeah. the previous night. And so he's back into his, it's back to business. He's got his um, his uh, ranger clothes on. That's right. right. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and I think we, we've already gone over some of the other names of, of everyone who is mm-hmm. there. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think some of these, some of these were like other... Um, there were several other counselors of Elrond's household, mm-hmm. right? There you go. Um, is it is it Aristor? Aristor was yeah was the chief, and then we have Galdor, uh, who was an elf from the Grey Havens, who had come on an errand from Kirden, the shipwright. <laughs> so uh, there was also a strange elf clad in green and brown. His name was Legolas, a messenger from uh, his father Thranduil, the king of the elves of the of northern Mirkwood. So, yeah. So, so that kind of goes over the 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 elves that are there, yeah. and and interesting point. We're going to get to all of it, but but uh, Kieran, yeah, right. I had not like like <laughs> you have to when you take this line by line, you pull out these names. I know, and it's like holy smokes. Yeah, you know, I just I mean, as a youngster too, when you're reading this, when I was this reading is this, why it's so intimidating. I think oh, it is, it is, yeah. it is. But you know. You're reading over and you're like, oh, cool. I mean, as a youngster, I remember being in, in middle school and high school. Going, this is cool. Cool, yeah. cool. Another elf. Right. This is awesome. Yeah. <laughs> These guys are bad. You know, they're badasses. But, uh, but no, they're more than that. Yeah. I mean, they're, they're more than that. And yeah, so they are. Yeah, they're big deals. Our, our studies, you know, uh, Lane and I have been really digging uh, deep into some of these names and, and the heritage and, and trying to follow mm-hmm. the family lines and, the, and the, um, all, you know, all that good stuff. Yeah. And it's, oh, it really gets you to... Um, <laughs> It gives you a new perspective on. It puts on, you in uh, all. It puts you in the previous two ages. It does. I mean, you go way, way, way back to the beginnings of Middle Earth and and all the history throughout because these elves live forever. I mean, right. like that's yep. that's it's just mortal, incredible. Yeah. 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 Uh, and um, we also, you know, we get a little explanation and the tie into like who Legolas is. You know, obviously Legolas is so popular that it's easy to forget. You know, his connection to uh, even the events in The Hobbit. Right. That Thranduil is his father. Mm-hmm. Um, so we have that tie-in, and then also the tie-in of Glowing yeah. being a member of the company that went uh, um, on the quest for Erebor, and Gimli, his son, being there too. Right. So, and then we get this big long description of Boromir. Yes, like he we gets do. his own paragraph, man. We do uh, to show his his importance, his strength, 
Yeah. Um, but do you know that that I always have been, I never really liked Boromir that much. Yeah. I can't Why do you think that this. is? I, 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 was but, it the films? Yes. Yeah. Yes, it was. Yeah. And when I read Boromir, he's, he's not the same, is he? No, he's not. He's not the same. But I'm okay. I'm okay with what they did because of his he, he, his redemption and right. the, the way they did that. Right. Uh, you know, whole piece, but. When I read, they, they this, just sped it up, didn't they? They sped up his deterioration, kind of. I think yeah, and they I think had to. Some of his lines in here are exaggerated and taken mm-hmm. to an extreme, I guess. Sure. Yep. Uh, whereas I didn't really see him coming he, off with, with that type of tone. No, that, that, I mean either. It was a totally yeah. different tone. Yeah. But uh, I mean, I love I love the actor who who plays Sean him. Sean Bean's and, amazing. Yeah. 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 So it's he's he's still great. Yeah. Uh, but I just I never really connected with him, and and the more I read now about. The history between Arnor and Gondor, yeah, you know, it is pretty, um, it's it's pretty epic, yeah. So you know, yeah. Um, but anyways, so so yeah, they go on this. They 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 mention he he basically was on a his own sort of like you know journey, right? To yeah. he has his own. We talked about him. We're going to mention his dream here in a little bit. He is seeking counsel, yeah. And he actually, I, I don't think he was. He's summoned to the council right. of Elrond, but he right. was just coming. For counsel right. from Elrond, it's interesting to, to notice too that not yeah some these they were here to to either relay information to uh, Elrond or to ask for advice. It wasn't it wasn't yep. they weren't sitting here thinking oh we're going to be talking about the the One Ring to rule them all right right and, like, and that wasn't yeah no, that exactly. wasn't pre pre planned or no. you, they weren't sent invitations saying you know hey we found Sauron's ring just, can you show up and we'll talk about it yeah they were still just trying to. Get the ring. It's almost like it's almost kind of destiny brought them all together there at the at that yeah. one moment. Now, what I do think happened, and I don't know that this is actually mentioned here in the book or, or where we would hear this, but I think let's say Gloin, you know, shows up earlier than Boromir. Yeah, and Elrond says, "Stick stay. around." Yeah, yep. you know, right. stay. We need to hear. You know, people need. To, there's going to be a, a great council, yep. and also Elrond has foresight and and things. Yes, he, he can does. he can see uh, what that there's that there's need here, and he can see. The threads coming together. There's also you know? no clocks in Rivendell, so you, I mean you don't know what day it is. Yeah. You lose track of time, so yeah. maybe they just stay anyway. You know, right. <laughs> you don't even have to, it doesn't take much convincing. Right, right. Um, so, anyways, yeah. So he, so so Boromir is a man from the south. He arrived in the gray morning and seeks for counsel. I have bidden him to be present, for here his questions will be answered. Man, you know, he's a big deal. Yeah, he is. Um, now, I thought this was was kind of cool. Not all that was spoken and debated in the council need now be told yeah and that blows my mind because what else were they talking yeah. about it sounds to me almost like they just kind of open up some small some small talk right they, they okay. talk about what's going on in the in the world outside but i wonder if Stuff like in the i South, wonder if like legolas yeah i wonder if like legolas like gave a report on where how things yeah. are going in yeah. Mirkwood and, and stuff like that you know what i'm saying i wonder I mean, if I know they, he does later on but i just wonder yeah. in the beginning stage like everyone's i kind of wonder like introductions to how did they do that did, did elrond go around and introduce everyone did they have to do that? I mean, because Frodo didn't know most of these people. I, mean, I guess they could have. They would have met maybe the night prior or something like that. But the one way he described well, he, he, he does say that he says that he did point out and name those oh, who Frodo had okay. not met before. There you yeah. go. There you go. Thank so you. I think I think the ones he did know, he, right. he didn't Obviously. point out. Yeah, yeah. Because Frodo seems like he's the one who comes in here at the last bit. You know, he's, yeah. Yep. Him and he Bilbo, and Bilbo walk, walk in. That's in. right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Good um, point. So now we get to Gloin. Mm-hmm. Okay, and I. Um, his his story and and basically an, an update um, from the Lonely Mountain, you know, yeah. and <laughs> catching up on what's happened 
Yeah. Yeah. What's what's going on over in Dale? Mm-hmm. Uh, what what's happening to his people? Mm-hmm. And uh, I think he talks about a couple of things I've listed here. Just you know, um, Balin going to Moria, mm-hmm. uh, the the messenger from Mordor, Dane, uh, and and what he's dealing with as king under the mountain. Yep. Um, yeah. Is it Bran? Uh, is that the name of the of, of Bard's uh, or the um, the grandson who's yeah, ruling in it Dale? Is. Yep. Is yep. it? Okay. Yep. I couldn't couldn't see that. Um, so let's let's dive into this a little bit. You know, uh, his story. Um, I think it really it intrigues Frodo. Um, yeah, it is because you know this is a connection to Bilbo right. and, and the Hobbit and learning right. about what has happened in that region. You know, in all these different. You know, all the, all these all this time has gone. And by. it's the it's the follow up on the story he's heard so many times from Bilbo, right? His adventures. He's it's the part two of of stories he grew up with. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Right. Right. Um, so I'm gonna read a little bit of this here. So uh, of these things, Frodo had already heard many rumors of. So they're talking about you know things that happened in the as you said the south and the uh, east of the mountains. Um, but the tale of Gloin was new to him. When the dwarf spoke, he listened attentively. Uh, it appeared that amid the splendor of their works of hand, the hearts of the dwarves of the Lonely Mountain were troubled. Mm-hmm. So, you know, uh, he goes on to kind of talk about this, almost like a shadow or this feeling that yeah. sets in over them. Yeah. You know, they tried to, I think they, they, they tried to create uh, the armor of all, they, they tried to, to, to replicate what their, their forefathers had, uh, had done, yeah. you know, in, yeah. in, in their working of metal and stuff. And they really were not ever able to come back to, um, like, I don't know, like, like, like they, 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 the they never got that, yeah, mm-hmm. that same craftsmanship back or whatever. Yeah. Like there was something that was lost. Right. Yeah. 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 Um, so let's see. Oh, okay. It's, uh, it, it is now many years ago that a shadow, you know, of disquiet fell upon our people. Mm-hmm. Whence it came, we did not first perceive. Words began to be whispered in secret. It was said that we were hemmed in a narrow place and that greater wealth and splendor would be found in a wider world. Mm-hmm. Now, some spoke of Moria, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and, and the, the, the mighty works that had been done there. And I think, you know, that that's, there's this, um, do you remember Balin talking about dragon sickness mm-hmm. and it, you know, kind of consuming and, and how the, how the, how the, the gold and the and the treasure there under the mountain had been almost um, like a, d- tainted. a, d- a tainted, yeah, yeah and, and this disease, yeah. You know, I almost wonder if some of that, you know, mm-hmm. uh, some of that evil that was mm-hmm. there from, from from smog and 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 another evil yeah, like at residual, work, yeah, that, that was, energy that was saying this is not enough. Yeah, you need to go seek mm-hmm. for more. Yeah, you, you you need more. Is it the dwarves themselves? You know, like the elves always accuse right. them of being very, you know. Um, Wanting more and more, deeper right. digger, and you know, digging deeper and yeah. deeper and stuff, and and so, I just kind of when I read that, I'm like, well, see, and I I wonder like if it isn't um, because the dwarves are are their powerful adversary, so I wonder too if it isn't some sort of outside outside source putting that thought in there to try and divide them. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Too. Is that what you're thinking yeah. too? So try to keep them, you know, from being in one place and strong to. Going after, you know, going to try and reclaim Moria, which is a lost cause, and and being weakened by losing some some strong members of their of their kin. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, so it's just kind of it's almost it's really sad, isn't it? To to see it's almost it is sad just to see how this uh, they're kind of like not getting picked on, but to see that 
And it, it helps me because you think so much about these places where we are currently. And this is helpful to see that Mordor is reaching out to weaken or persuade or control every corner of Middle Earth. It's not just places we've been. It's not just in Bree. You know, it's not just the Shire. Uh, you know, it's it's every every kingdom that could possibly be a threat to mm-hmm. or has previously been a threat to Mordor yeah. going in, in different ways. And like, it's amazing too when we get to it here how how they they even use they speak the dwarves' language, right? That messenger speaks the dwarves' language. Absolutely. Yeah, mm-hmm. we'll give you this because we know this is what you really crave and love. If you decide to help us out, yeah, it's yeah, not, it's that, not like we're going to come out, we're going to blow you away, we're not going to come and with an army and try to defeat you. No, we're going to entice you, right? We're going to try to seduce you. We're going to give you what you what you're looking for. Exactly. You know, it's a, it, it is it an is answer strange. to that yearning that you've had, right? But I think the, I think the yearning, they that that whatever you want to call it, a dark spell or a power or sure. influence yeah, yeah. that comes over their hearts mm-hmm. causes Balin and you know I think it's um, Ori and and Oin. To, to leave mm-hmm. right and, yeah. and, and to go he takes a couple of, of, their, of their although Dane didn't really give them his consent mm-hmm. to go they up and go mm-hmm. so whatever that presence was that's making them feel this way yeah it has divided some of them and they've gone to their deaths yeah okay yep. and the rest of them though that desire that they were whispering about but they Dane was strong enough to say we're not going we're staying here yeah. uh, now they're tempted by a black rider yeah, you know, a messenger from Mordor has come yeah. essentially, and and has offered them what that longing had set. Does that make sense? It's sort of like the oh, longing yeah. was there, and then for years it maybe it set there because I think it says thirty years. Yeah, they were gone 30, thirty years. years. Yeah, you know, uh, they hadn't had any news, right? Yeah. Um, actually, there for a while there they was had some. news. Yeah, right. It seemed then there good. was silence. No word was uh, has ever come from Moria since. Right. Yeah. Yeah, so and, and uh, the, the the horseman, you know that 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 comes to them, you know this black rider, man, just chilling too. It is, yeah. Ah, uh. well, and yeah, it is. D- just to kind of think to the power in which we know these black rider power, right? That yeah. they could possess, and also just the boldness of going to them too. Yeah, dude. It's like we we tried to lure you away by getting you to go to Moria. Not enough of you went, right? We want to get the rest of you too, so we're gonna come to you. Yeah. And we're going to come in the guise of like, you know, wanting your help, wanting mm-hmm. your allegiance. Man, it's just, it's just so crazy. Right. Yep. Um, now, so he's, he's asking actually about, uh, he's concerning hobbits, right? Uh, he, he asked urgently. Oh my gosh. Yeah, that's right. Right. Duh. Um, of what kind they were and where they dwelt. Yeah. Um, for Sauron knows, he said that one of these yeah, was, known was known to you yep. on a time. Yeah. Uh, holy smokes! Right, he's got his spies and he's got his his, his peeps everywhere. Mm-hmm. You know, um, so that's a little scary. Yeah, it is. And it's surprising to me that they. Well, it's not surprising, I guess. You know, I wonder how the dwarves. You know, after Bilbo leaves and stuff, and they talk about taking back, you know, the Lonely Mountain and and, and, and destroying, you know, Smog and the Battle yeah. of the Five Armies and all that stuff. Yeah. How they viewed and looked upon Bilbo and his contribution. Yeah. Yeah. to the dwarves. Yeah. One hobbit and what he did to help them be more united and to take back some of their riches and their wealth and, yeah. and things. There were other treasures, you know, there in the mountain that uh, yeah. that, that were grand. It wasn't just the Arkenstone and, right. uh, and things. So, well, and, they, and they, he helped them reclaim their home. Exactly. Not even just the, the treasures, but yeah, the actual place that they had longed for. Well, and, and so I think 
thinking about that, would they? It makes sense why they didn't just all the, just tell him right off who right. the you know who this hobbit was, right? You know, and where what give them all the details about yeah. hobbits and, and who they are and things. Yeah, right. Um, I think so. Let's see. Uh, at this, so once they hear that message, they're greatly troubled. Um, we gave no answer, you know, and then his fell voice was lowered. Yeah. yeah. And, and he, he would have sweetened it if he could. Right. You know, as a small token only of our friendship, Sauron asked this, he said, uh, that you should find this thief. Such was his word and get from him, willing or no, a little ring, the least of rings um, that once he stole. Man. So he knows a lot. In that conversation he alone, he does. you know, Sauron has learned a lot from our friend Schmeagel. Is it interesting? Yeah. Is it interesting too the, the use of the word thief? Yes. Right? That's exactly what I'm saying. It, it, that's what Gollum called him. Yeah. But also I'm thinking like that was his, his uh, job. Bur- yes. Yeah. He was the burglar. Yes. It's just, it's funny. It's like, uh, well, and, know, it's and just... that's why Bilbo doesn't always tell the true story. Yeah. He never liked being called a thief necessarily. Right. You know, that he stole something, not steal it. You know, yep. I mean, he it was, and maybe that was some of the ring working on him and that he needed to sure. believe that it was just his. Yeah. You know, he didn't steal it. It's, right. it's mine. It. I found it. It yeah. came to me. Yeah. You know, type of thing. Um, so as a small token of your friendship, we read that. Um, let's see. They want to get the ring. Uh, it, it was but a trifle that Siren uh, fancies and an er- and and an earnest of your goodwill. Find it and three rings that the dwarf sires possessed of old shall be returned to you and the realm of Moria shall be yours forever. <laughs> Holy smokes. Yeah. Yeah. Big deals. Now the difference is though, you know, find only news of the thief, whether he still lives and where, and you shall have great reward, lasting friendship from the Lord refuse and things will not seem so well. Do you refuse? Yeah. Um, so, so he kind of sets it up to, to where, get the ring, and we'll give you three rings that were lost. Right. Of old. Now, I think the other four were destroyed, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. In some way, or and I'm not, I'm unclear. I think I right? can't. Yeah. I think they were. I think they were either lost or destroyed in some way. Yeah. And three were reclaimed yeah. by Sauron. Yeah. Right. And so that he's right. w- willing to give those back because yep. once he has the one ring, he can supposedly have dominion over them, although it didn't affect them like he thought that it would originally. Right. And think about how tempting this would be for Dane, too. Yeah. The promise of getting Moria back. Yeah, for sure. I mean, like, that's that's a pretty sweet deal. And and they talk about his... You know, as much as they, as much as they love Bilbo in that moment, I'm sure that was... I mean, it caused him to say neither yes or no. He, I, I'm not going to give you information. Exactly. I'm not going to not, you know, give you information. Yeah, he's pretty so, stubborn. He's pretty, yeah. st- and, and dwarves are, and yep. he's he's the ruler, right? So, and also, I mean, he talks. I might have to, you know, consider this message. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So maybe he's unsure too. Maybe he's even tempted a little bit there. He's thinking, I don't know, you know. Let me let me think about it. And it yeah. could be a device to get him to leave. It was, I think. Yeah, I, I or maybe he's he's facing some kind of temptation himself. I don't know, man. He might you have. We, we don't know much yeah. about it, honestly. right? So, um. So, so anyways, ever since that conversation, right, they're all kind of yeah. dealing with this and, and, and what do we do? And, uh, yeah. um, they haven't heard anything from Moria, right. you know, and so they're craving so, the advice of Elrond. Exactly. Yeah. And so as that's why Gloin, you know, is, is sent and, um, he starts to kind of talk about, um, 
And so I, I have been sent at last by Dane to warn Bilbo mm-hmm. that he is sought by the enemy and to learn, if may be, why he desires this ring. Yeah. The least of rings. Right. You know, we, we, we crave that advice. So I thought it was neat that they're actually coming to warn Bilbo and seek the advice. Yeah. yeah. Uh, because if anything, if they are going to answer, you know, the messenger, at least they would have given a warning beforehand. Yep. yep. And so that way they could kind of protect themselves. Right. And, and have Bilbo. warned their friend and done, and yeah. done right. Yeah. Uh, that's that's kind of what I thought they were, yeah. you know, going for. So, yeah. Um, let's see. He also talks about the threat of you know if if Mordor can't can't get them, you know, they're afraid that they might move to King Brand. Uh, yeah, where is that? At? Yeah, 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 yeah. The enemy um, may move men of his rule to assail King Brand and Dane also. So they're talking about like other men that, um, you know, that Sauron has control and an influence with that he might use to attack them. Gotcha. Yeah. 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 So they don't, they, they, I mean, they, they don't want war. King brand may yield. Right. Yeah. Um, and that, that already war is gathering on his Eastern borders. Right. So if they make no answer, the, the enemy may move, you know, um, men of his rule to assail King brand and Dane also. Yeah. So, yeah. So, so there's definitely some turmoil going yeah. on there. Um, but uh, yeah, so so Elrond really just kind of comforts them and says, you know, you've done well. You're we're, we're going to answer these questions. Yeah. Um, you know, it's neat too that it's. I, I like that there's this passing off here, right? You've got Gloin and then his son Gimli, mm-hmm. and, and Gloin is the one speaking and talking and and sort of like in that role, and, and we yeah. get that, and then later going forward, yeah, we have Gimli. Gimli, yeah, it's pretty right. Cool, I mean, isn't it? it's this passing on of of. Uh, in the to, same to way of Bilbo and Frodo. Yeah. Yeah. Type of thing. Yeah. yeah. So, so pretty neat. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. So let's see. What does Elrond say to him here? Um, uh, he says to him, you'll hear today all that you need to understand. There is uh, not that you can do other than to resist with hope or without it. That's right. But you do, uh, you do not stand alone. You will learn that your trouble is but part of the trouble of all the Western world. Yeah. The ring. What shall we do with the ring, the least of rings, the trifle that Sauron fancies? That is the doom that we must deem. Yeah. Pretty much saying, hey, we're all in this together, man. Yep. Yep. And this this is this is the answer is, you know, what to do with this ring. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so and to get into that, Elrond, this is now his part. Mm-hmm. And he needs to tell his story. Yeah. Um, and it is the the uh, Sauron and the rings of power, you know, yeah. a, a story from the second age. Right? Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and so the the last alliance, yep. he kind of he kind of goes over. Yep. You know, this um, is the prologue in the films. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he he kind of discusses Arnor and Gondor, uh, the kingdoms. You know, the north and south yeah. kingdoms of of um, of men. Yep. Uh, you know, uniting with the elves. Yep. Um, Gilgalad, right, and yep. and uh, their high king, and uh, you know, fighting off Sauron. Yep. Uh, type of situation. Yep. So it's a great alliance. He goes into some pretty. Heavy details. Yes, he does. Uh, so you ready for this? Let's get into it, man. Okay. Let's get into it. Um, I, I kind of wanted to just go over real quick for context, like the um, some of the different names here. So you've got Alindel, mm-hmm. um, right? Mm-hmm. The tall. Um, mm-hmm. And, and uh, you know, Ez is finally starting to learn how to pronounce some of these names <laughs> here. Thank you, uh, Tolkien Gateway. That's right, um, man. <laughs> so um, with his sword, Narsil, and, uh, and I'm still saying... 
Gilgalad, whatever, yeah. you know, uh, the, the the king of the elves, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thing. Um, and his spear, I thought there was, I pulled out like the idea that he, um, that um, one had a sword, one had a spear. Yeah. Right? And they each had sort of like meaning behind their name. Yeah. Remember we looked that up a little yep, bit? Like did. Like Narsal was sort of like a, it had like, uh, it talks about its light and, and, yep, and the sun and, and the moon. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and sort of, you know, what it meant. Um, and and almost like, like we were, we were trying to figure out, we, we still need to find the answer. If you know the answer, share it with us, please. But like that there, there, there's this, when it was forged, that there was some sort of light that was captured within it. Right. Mm-hmm. We talk about, you pointed out, you know, when, when the sword's broken, that there's this light that, that leaves it and goes out of it. And then when it's reforged, uh, Aragorn gives it the name Andoril, which means flame of the West. So that light coming back. Yeah. Super interesting. I don't know. I don't know the details. Right. If someone does, please share it with us because that is, that's so, int- I had never caught that before that, that light, the light goes out of the sword. Yeah. That it goes out. Yeah. And, I mean, this sword was forged in the first age, right? Yeah. Uh, uh, so it's, it's got some other properties to right. it. Yeah, it is, it, it is it a magical. Like. Yeah, for sure. Doesn't it? I yes. mean, because one of the things that Elrond talks about, so when he talks about these two, the, the uniting of, of the men and the elves, um, and those two weapons, mm-hmm. um, he actually calls them by name. I think the spear is called, um, is it, is it eyeglass? Yeah. Eyeglass. Got it right. Got cool. it. Baby. Thanks. <laughs> um, you know, and that it, that name kind of like, uh, we looked this up, obviously, you know, um, talks about it being like an icicle. Yeah. Type of thing. Like Snow a, thorn icicle is what it translates to in yeah. the, uh, uh, the Cinderin. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So, so that's pretty neat, you know, and, but, but anyways, the, the sword and the spear that are kind of like, uh, united, like, like when Elrond's telling his story, he's like reminiscing about yeah. the banners flying and these yeah. great men, you know, and elves who, who stood side by side. Yeah. He's really remembering and relishing and just thinking about how awesome yeah. it was, Yeah, you know? Um, and so he, 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 he talks about right here. He says, uh, let me find it real quick for the spear of, Gilg- of Gilgalad and the sword of Elendil, um, Iglas and Narsal, none could withstand. Yeah. And I just thought it's cool that he pulls out those two characters and, and mentions their weapons. Yeah. To me, that was neat. I had never really thought much yeah. about their weapons and, and that perhaps they were endowed with more power than we, than we realized. Absolutely. So, and know. we learned, yeah, we learned more about, um, uh, Andriel later on, like the significance of, well, I'm thinking about the, we're skipping way ahead to the paths of the dead. That's okay. Right, the power it has to command yeah. that army. Yep, that was, you know, betrayal. That was betrayal done to Elendil. It wasn't even had nothing to do with with. I mean, it had something to do with Aragorn in, in terms of his his ancestry. Yeah. But that sword was what tied that that oath back to him. Yeah, it's it's just crazy, man. Like, yeah, it's I don't know. It's it's mind blowing. Yeah, it they is. are so important. Those those weapons. Right. You know, another thing too that I thought was neat um, when you think about the two. Kingdoms of of of, uh, of the men yeah. Arnor and Gondor mm-hmm. and Elendil right having two sons Isildur and um, Anarion yep um, the, those are the those are the brothers Anarion is actually killed yeah. right he's actually killed with his with his father Elendil like he they they fall in, in the battle with yeah. with Sauron yeah. and Isildur is the one who takes up his father's you know sword Narsil yeah. and is yeah. able to cut off the the the, the the ring of power, mm-hmm. you know, from Sauron's hand. But anyways, those two brothers, um, they're 
descendants, right? One rules the northern kingdom, which mm-hmm. is like like Arnor, and the other one, um, his descendants rule air quote here, uh, Gondor. Mm-hmm. And 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 I didn't realize that that actually you had like a high king, and then you had at some point um, when there's when there's a division between the two kingdoms, you have um, the the title of just king yeah. is given there in yeah. Gondor. Yeah. So this is fascinating. This is stuff I didn't know. I had never heard before, and it was. I mean, I knew that I knew that Arnor was a was also that that kingdom of of men, but I had no idea the significance of them being tied that way yeah and then the, the concept of high king and king that was so cool yeah because we were talking about um the, the stewardship right right and, and we we're like how does that factor in like where do they come from right and so yeah. i think we'll get to that in a second yeah um but you know just to kind of set up those two kingdoms because they mentioned the northern kingdom a lot and we've actually had that referenced multiple times right. leading up here to the council right so and then you also it also the the relevance it has is you have aragorn who is a descendant of the North Kingdom, and you've got Boromir. These yeah. two men that end up being in the fellowship are representative of North the North and, and the South. Yep. So that's yep. also the importance, and also why there's some friction between them. Well, I'll just say this because you know we, I get I get saturated sometimes with the movies, mm-hmm. um, and me too. Um, Aragorn to me always seemed like you know okay well. He's a descendant from somebody from Gondor, right? And we we always we always hold up Gondor as like the, you know, um, that that was the kingdom of of men. That was the the real ruling body. No, it's yeah. just the one that survived. Right. Arnor actually is like destroyed. Uh, its people are are you know um, infiltrated by the Witch King. Yes, they yeah. are exactly yeah, taken you know? over. And, and yeah. also, their 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 men, um, their armies are are depleted because of they lost so many in the, in the war right. versus Sauron. Right. You know, and and Mordor. So. Uh, yeah, it's awesome. it's awesome, man. Yeah, it's, it's so awesome. cool. I know, epic. Uh, so, um, as they're going on here, let's see. He's 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 recalling the the glory of the elder days. Yeah, you know, um, so many great princes and captains were assembled, and this is Elrond again. You know, telling the story, um, and yet not so many, um, uh, nor so fair as when uh, don't. It's it's actually as when um, Morgoth's you know, Northern kingdom is, is broken. And the, uh, yeah. Yep. Yeah. It's called, it, it talks about the Remember, It talks about the, the volcanoes. We looked this up. Thrang, yeah. Thrangadurum or whatever it's called. Uh, and the elves, yeah, yeah the three peaks, whatever right? that's called. Um, <laughs> uh, and, and the elves deemed that evil was ended forever and it was not. So that's a first stage reference. Yes. So, he, you know, really is it Thangoradrim? Thank Thangoradrim. Good job, man. We'll just go with that. Good job. But he's kind of saying that, you know, he's recalling this glory of elder days, right? Yeah. Um, and he says that there were, you know, that there haven't been this many great princes and captains assembled um, yeah, since that, in, in, since that since time, time. Of, the, of the first right. age. Right. You know, and so it was the great battle of the second age, yeah. you know, type of thing. It yeah. was the end all be all there. Yeah. Sort so, of. The, and and, in and a those lot are of ways, what ends the age. Those are the, the battles that end yeah. those ages. Right. The third age begins actually. after the ring is. Yeah. So, yeah. and it's also, I mean, he's. You talk about the the foresight of of Elrond. And he's I'm sure he sees that what's coming will will parallel and and um, resemble what was before. Yeah. So he's seeing that as well, seeing like this is the beginning of you know a new alliance that will of of men. Yeah. That will ultimately you know be faced against Mordor. Yeah. You know, it's just like it's coming full circle. It's coming back again. It is. It history is repeating itself. 
Yeah, and I think that's why he gets caught up in this, you know, yeah, um, you know, situation. Now Frodo says, "You remember all of that, right?" Isn't you know, that crazy? The, yeah. yeah. Um, he's yeah. like, he's, "But I thought that was a long time ago," you know, and, and he's and, like stammering. Yeah, <laughs> but I thought, uh, I thought the fall of Gilgalad was a you know long age ago. Yeah, well, it was. It was, and, yeah. and Elrond talks about that. And you want to talk about some of his descendants and who he's... Yeah, I've got a big heart next to that. So I, I usually just, like, when I have passages that are lengthy and I just love, I put a, like, big heart next to them because I just rem- want to remember to try and read those right. uh, when we share. So he says, you know, so it was indeed answered Elrond gravely, but my memory reaches back even to the elder days. Arendil was my sire who was born in Gondolin before its fall. And my mother was Elwing, daughter of Dior, son of Luthien of Doriath. I have, uh, yeah, I've seen three ages in the west of the world and many defeats and many fruitless victories. I was the herald of Gilgalad and marched with his host. I was at the Battle of Daggerlad before the Black Gate of Mordor, uh, where he had the, the mastery. For the spear of Gilgalad and the sword of Elendil, Igloss and Narsil, none could withstand. I beheld the last combat on the slopes of Orodruin, where Gilgalad died and Elendil fell, and Narsil broke beneath him. But Sauron himself was overthrown, and Isildur cut the ring from his hand with the hilt shard of his father's sword and took it for his own. Yeah. Yeah, so he, he ties in all of his uh, you know his connection back to the first age and the fall of Gondolin. I mean, and his, he, the his dude's parentage. seen it all. He's, he's seen, seen it all. all. Right. And he's, really, right. he's really kind of showing, I, I mean, he's demonstrating for Frodo how old he is why he's so important. Mm-hmm. All of these important historical figures that he's connected to and descended from. Yep. <laughs> it's like, and with Frodo's knowledge, he knows, you know, he knows what he's talking about. He's not going, okay, and uh, um, uh, Luthien was, and, and Arendil, uh, like like sometimes we are. Right. You know, we're hobbits. We're like, oh, crap. Now, which one was that? I got to go back and look. He, yeah, because he's heard those stories. Right. And Frodo's going, holy crap. Holy smokes, yeah. This dude... Wow, you are big time, Elrond. Right, and he's he's fully realizing that. Yeah, and and this is the point. I think I think what Boromir was was uh, it's interesting how stories, you know, how things have passed down. You yeah, know, and and who remembers what, and yeah. it is almost a um, some things are written down. Gandalf gets into his story of things that were written down that written records that he could go back and, and reference. Yeah. Um, but the story of how the ring actually is not destroyed. And is taken yeah. to the Gladden Fields, and and the and the and the battle, and and, and the uh, what happened there to Isildur, um, is actually told word of mouth by like three men survived yeah. that whole that whole bit. But anyways, Boromir kind of jumps in and, and, and is talking about, you know, he, he wants to know, um, so that's what become of the ring, you know, if ever such a tale was told in the south, it has been long forgotten. Um, he's heard of that great ring of power, um, you know, and, and he who you know. Um, wore it and, and shouldn't be named right yeah um but he believed that it had perished in the world um you know in the ruin of the first realm yeah and, and so he thinks it's been destroyed yeah and i think now hearing that i mean i'm guessing they're starting to get the the, the feel here that we're talking about this ring and maybe perhaps it's nearby right. and we could use it you right know, type yeah of he thing. says that is tidings indeed yeah <laughs> right oh boy yeah um now, now something interesting, you know, he says, uh, you know, alas, yes, uh, uh, Sodor took it. Um, and he says basically that, you know, he didn't cast it into Mount Doom, yeah. you know, uh, as he was encouraged. And, um, but few marked what Sodor did. He alone stood by his father in the last mortal contest 
and Gilgalad, only uh, Círdan stood and I. So that was kind of neat for me just to hear that Elrond and, uh, did I say it right? Yeah. Círdan? Círdan. Círdan. Jeez. You know, that they were that they were standing by yeah. this great you know Elvish well that's another king. that's another uh, movieism too is right we it's just Elrond in the right. films we yeah. just see Elrond because Círdan isn't isn't really I guess necessary for the films but yeah yeah so it's interesting to see that that you know, those two are there and that he really looked up to him he was I mean uh, they sing songs about this king right. he was a great king like, right. like these these men and elves will never be will and never it, see the like again and it almost you know? makes it almost makes what Isildur did even worse that it wasn't just Elrond convincing him or he could be like yeah whatever Elrond right. it was two right it was two very powerful individuals that were saying man you should probably you should probably destroy this thing I think you looked this up and I'm not remember maybe you just knew this but is uh, Círdan is he not one of the other holders of the of, of the one of the three Elvish rings yeah he is he's the third it, it's uh, no I think it's Elrond okay Galadriel and Círdan yeah, okay. We've done a lot of research, guys. So I, I know we know Gladriel is Let one. Yeah, we looked up uh, just some background because we didn't know a lot about Kirden. No. Kirden. I, I love saying that name. Kirden. <laughs> and uh, and I believe the other one's Elrond. Um, but double check us on that. Those are the three. Well, you know what? Crap. Go ahead and check it. Keep because, reading. I'm going to check it because that's going to bother think, me. Doesn't Gandalf at one point uh, get involved with that yeah, whole business? Yeah. You know what? I don't know. Anyways, okay. So, um, oh, you're going to have to say this for me. So what does he call the, uh, he says that I will have this. He's talking about the ring. Isildur says. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, I'll have this as a wear, as a, a like wear a wear guild. Wear guild. And I had to look that up because I was like, I'm not really sure what that is. It was just like, um, it's, it's an old um, Anglo-Saxon term, I believe, uh, that was, yep, I'm glad we looked this up because I was wrong about that, the, the rings. Okay. Um, no, we were right in a way. Okay, anyway, uh, a wear guild was like, I'm going to catch it on fire. <laughs> blow up it. the instrument. Yeah. Uh, okay, my instruments are down. <laughs> Sorry, Butterbur mode. Um, so, a wear guild was just pretty much like, if when someone was lost, someone died, you were you were given this gift or paid this. It's like a, it's almost like a like a um, kind of like an inheritance, sort of like a, a grievance package or something so anyway you know he just lost his brother and his dad and he was like the ring will you know make up for that loss yeah which is kind of crazy okay so the three elven rings um uh the rings uh vilia and um naria went to the um elven king gilgalad mm-hmm. okay who entrusted vilia to elrond and naria to kirden and then uh You can keep digging on it. Because Galadriel has Nenya. Okay. Okay. So those are the three. Yeah, okay. Okay. Oh my gosh, Gandalf does have one. That's what I thought. Holy crap, dude. That's what dude. I thought. I wasn't sure. See, elves, you're so confusing, you elves. You elves. You elves. Well, okay. You can spend some more time on that. I'll, I'll keep moving mm-hmm. us on ahead here. Um, uh, Gandalf has the one that belonged to Círdan. That's what I thought. So it's Elrond, Gandalf... Yeah, glad. But it's, we'll talk about when he, you know, possesses it and things like that. I yeah. think is is important. Um, or it possesses him. Exactly. Just yeah. kidding. No. Yeah, they're outside so. of that. Yeah. <laughs> but anyways, um. So so Sildor doesn't listen to their counsel. He doesn't destroy the yeah. ring. He takes it to, uh, uh, you know, with him, um, and 
You know, only to the north did these tidings come, and only to a few. Small wonder it is that you have not heard of them, Boromir. Uh, from the ruin of the Gladden Fields, where Isildur perished, three men only came ever back over That's the mountain. That's crazy, man. Yeah. And uh, I believe in, in, in our digging, you know, um, some of Isildur's sons, he had four, uh, three were killed with him. Mm-hmm. And, and the youngest one was actually still in Rivendell. Uh, and that's why they, they, they make back with uh, the shards yeah. of, of Narsil, right? And, yep. and, and, and that blade, um, t- taking it back and, and tidings that, that he's, he's been, you know, yeah. killed. Yeah. And, and the, the new heir to Arnor, you know, is his youngest son. Yeah. You know, so Man. Some, some crazy stuff, right? Um, let's see, what else here? Oh, I like this part that they say, you know, but but Narsal was broken and its light extinguished. The, again, they the bring this this yeah. idea that it's that it's uh, light being extinguished, you know. Um, and I, it's almost like, it's almost like it it, it I, I this could be way off, but it, you know, it's sort of it's broken in the same way that this line is has kind of been broken. You know, a seal door has kind of the light has gone out of a seal door, and this line of kings is sort of corrupted. Mm-hmm. And it mirrors well, that it is, and it even the, the light kind of fading and and being uh, extinguished. Right, he talks about the Numenorians, right, and how ever since this time, yeah. you know, when all these great men had been lost, yeah. you know, that the race of Numenor has decayed. Yeah, uh, their span of years ha- has has lessened. Yeah, even the, and even their yeah their lifespan. That's true. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, you know, so now he goes on to kind of talk more about what happens in the north. And in the south, yeah. so it's two paragraphs back to back. Yeah, you know, in the north, after the war and the slaughter of the Gladden Fields, the men of Westerness were diminished. Um, the, it talks about their cities, that their capital city there, um, you know, fell into ruin. Um, the heir of uh, is is it Valandil? Valandil, um, you know, removed and and dwelt and Fornost on the high north downs. You know, it just kind of talks about how there's this. Actually, there ends up being a division between Arnor and Gondor, yeah. which we mentioned earlier. Yeah, um, just an overall just kind of desolation in the north. Yeah, they're just dwindling, and we talked yeah. about some of their losses from the war. Yeah, you know, um, and their, their foes are, are, are devouring them. You know, their lordship uh, passed, uh, leaving only green mounds and the grassy hills. Yeah, it's it's a kingdom that gets lost, right? Essentially, and then really you just have the rangers. You've got it, it dwindles yeah. all the way uh, dwindles all the way down to, yeah. you know, just um, you know, uh, some of the These outcasts. Like, like the outcasts, yeah. but the, the line is there. Yep. Um, and the, and the men of the north, you know, are still still fighting and still still plugging along more than we realize. Actually, well, and Aragorn brings that up later yeah. on. And, and um, something else we realized too through the through the hobbits is is and through Frodo right is it's not common knowledge that the Rangers are the descendants of that great kingdom. Yes, yeah, right. It's that's not something that's widely known. So uh, to, to the most of the world, that kingdom has fallen and there's nothing left. Yeah, you know what I mean, right? Yeah, yeah. In in uh, Osgiliath, you know, in in Gondor, the opposite happens yeah. with its capital. It grows, right? Yep. And and for a while it, it, there's there it uh, it prospers. Yeah, you know, um, I believe that the son of um, uh, Anarion, right? Which 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 was uh, Sildor's mm-hmm. brother, um, who's kind of like the lord. I call him like lord slash king. He was I don't know if he was a king yet at that time in in, mm-hmm. in Gondor, um, but kind of is the the lord of Gondor, and he has a son, you know, um, Meneldin Meneldil. 
is I think uh, the, the name of his son. And, trying to find it. And he basically, you know, is the one th- through his line. Yeah, Manalzo. You know, the, the rule of um, Gondor, you know, passes yeah. through his line. Yeah. You know, as we mentioned earlier. So um, there's a whole lot in here, and I, I don't know it well enough. Maybe maybe Lane does, you know, about, uh, you know, Ministereth uh, and, and, and Minasenor. Yeah. And it, it's interesting, too, because they talk about um, through through the line of Maneldil, the son of Anaran, um that the the tree starts to wither and and that's when those prosperous times start to start to fade away right mm-hmm. yeah it says the blood of the Numenorians became mingled with that of lesser men uh then the watch upon the walls of mordor slept so they they did ha- you're right they did have this kind of flowering where they even planted the planted the white tree and it and yeah. it did flower and then they kind of not fell asleep but you know they let their let their guard down a little bit, and dark things start to creep back in and yeah. take Mordor back. Um, yeah, Minas Ethel. Um, oh my gosh, I can't. Uh, give me one second here because yeah, I remember. Fine, I, I know there's this. I, wanna, um, I just want to get it right. There, there's sort of this changing of uh, like at one point we were, we were confused by like mm-hmm. the changing of names. Yes. yes. Right? So Minas Minas Ethel is the one that falls. Uh, it becomes Minas Morgul, yep, yep. which is uh, sort of, of sorcery. They were these two sister cities, uh, Minas Ethel and Minas Anor, and then Minas Anor that becomes Minas Tirith. Gotcha. Is what we know now. So, yeah, that's how those those names change. Yeah, maybe we can get into more, and I'll do. We'll do some more digging as to why. I know one was overtaken, and so Minas Morgul, Minas Morgul is like that's a that's a sounds bad in and of itself and that yeah. it's been overtaken there becomes right becomes a but tower then, of sorcery and is like claimed by mordor yeah yeah um but then minasenor was being it being renamed ministereth uh, oh oh that, okay the reason it's, the it's renamed that is yeah yeah okay the tower of guard okay yeah. so they just renamed it because it had a different purpose yeah. essentially yeah I and these it. two okay. these two cities are always fighting and osgilius is the poor one that's left in the middle and uh, that's it, it becomes like this this battleground, and that's mm-hmm. why its its splendor is lost. And you hear in the movie anyway, you hear Boromir talking about he gives that speech in uh, the Two Towers, yeah, and he's in Osgiliath and talking about restoring it to its former glory of of the beautiful city it used to be, yeah. And so that's kind of why we see that that's why it's so torn apart is it's the battleground. It's in between those two, gotcha, yeah. those two cities that are now that used to be, you know, all belong all belong to Gondor you know, are now two opposing forces. So mm. crazy, man. Yeah. Just this overall theme of, of decay and breaking down and just weakness. Okay. So I'm going to really show my ignorance here, but so We're hobbits, that's what we do. That's what we do. That's um, what we do. So ministereth. Yes. Is, is what we see in like, like in the film. Yes. The seven, the seven tiers, yeah. 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 City. The okay. white city. Okay. Yeah. That's what I thought. I, I uh, you know, I'm just kind of, I'm trying to figure out. I know, where... dude, it's a lot to wrap. I know, it's a lot. Well, and so, and so, um, they're still fighting over us, us um, Osgiliath. Yeah. That's where, uh, Faramir is trying to mm-hmm. retake, right? Yes, That's sir. the word. Okay. Yes, yeah. sir. That's I right. think I had those names in my head sometimes. Sometimes I had them uh, reversed back in the day, but uh, it's like there's a lot of names or something. <laughs> it's like we should play, I don't know, a name game. Gee. I'm not really sure. I mean, it's like we should have. 
I didn't think we for have. crying out loud. It's like we should. I don't know. Maybe start a podcast of some kind. Yeah. Is that? Do we have to? Do we have to start a podcast? What do you know. guys think? Should we? We could. Um, should we start a podcast? Yeah, I think we should. You know. Um, we gotta come up with a good name though, don't we? Well, it's it's all in the name, really. <laughs> Dude, I tell you what, man. These these names just get better and better every know? single time. And I got to give you a lot of credit for that. So, now if we could just get, you know, I don't know, like uh our lead song to pop up without an ad. Good grief. <laughs> well, so what happens when I let you, you know, sit over there with the electronics? Good grief. Magic. Our smoothest name game yet. As we should make a podcast. I don't know if we should after the debacle that just took place. Hey, you know, the white tree will flower once more. Okay? Okay. What do you have? Any ideas? Um, let's see. What? Valor Valinor podcast? Valor or Valinor? That's I think that's pretty good. Okay. Um, you know what? Kirdon okay. podcast. Kirdon. Like we're just done. Um, Shart of Narsal podcast. I like that one. Yeah. Yeah. That one has my vote. Okay. But um, not quite there yet, are we? No. Yeah. Nope, we're not. We're not. Don't let the mugworts get you down. <laughs> I'm sorry. Sometimes Lane puts things in here and he thinks I'm not going to read them in the dock, and I'm, <laughs> I'm going to read them just to kind of. Are you Ron Burgundy? Yeah, I am. I am. Okay. Um, so where were we? We were talking about the cities, right? I think yes. it's actually, I think we, we've, we've talked about those enough. And I think honestly, maybe you know, even too much. Yeah. But it is nice to kind of start to wrap your head around. Yeah. Cause these are going to be referenced a lot yeah. more yeah. going forward. And it's and, telling the shift in power and how we, why we find them the way they are now. Well, and, and you right? start to understand why Boromir and Aragorn interact the way that they do later yeah. on. Yeah. Um, and, and, the you know, just, it, it makes it that much more bittersweet. I think yeah. when we get their interaction at the, yeah. end of, at the end of this book. And I think also you get, you know, because some of this starts to come out with Boromir of, you know, like his experience with um, evil has been much more personal than maybe anyone else there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right? They're on the doorstep. They've fought off Mordor day in and day out. It's only because of them that Mordor has been kept, you know, at bay for so long. Well, that's and, exactly what he says. That leads yeah, us right into his... There's a lot of resentment towards all the other peoples of, you know, Middle-earth. So. Yeah. yeah. And, and, and you're exactly right. So he, he actually says that to Elrond. You know, give me leave to speak more yeah. on, on, on Gondor because that's where he's come from. Yeah. You know, um, believe not that in the land of Gondor the blood of Numenor is spent nor all its pride and dignity forgotten. Yeah. You know, so... so you know, again, it, the, the blood is mixed as we talked about, but it's still there and they're yeah. still very proud. Of, yeah. of that connection that they have, right? And it's basically, they're the ones who are standing and keeping, um, you know, the terror of Morgul, um, you know, at bay, mm-hmm. you know, and uh, that they're keeping the peace and, and freedom, you know, maintained in the lands behind them, yeah. you know? Um, and, and so they're kind of keeping all of Mordor and its evil at bay yep. and constantly, you know, at, at war with them. Yeah. And they're, yeah, they're bearing that burden constantly. Right. Yeah. And so, you know, um, they talk, he mentions the nameless enemy, you know, has arisen again, smoke rises again, um, you know, from Mount Doom, 
mm-hmm. and uh, you know the power of the black man grows, and we are hard beset. Mm-hmm. And I think so. He he's kind of coming here, one to mention that probably to, mm-hmm. to, to to bring this up. But the real reason he has come is actually a dream that he and his brother mm-hmm. had. Correct. I mean that's yeah. Like they have this 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 dream. Yeah. Um. So so. In this evil hour, I've come on an errand over many dangerous leagues to Elrond. 110 days, I've journeyed all alone, but I do not seek allies in war. Interesting. Right. They put it on their back. They've got it. Right. They're kind of, they feel like they can keep continuing. After he just to explained how they could really actually use some help. Well, yeah. He's like, yeah, we don't really, don't Maybe really, I didn't, it's not why I came here. I, I didn't, didn't, I didn't here. come yeah. here for you to feel sorry for us or send more help. Right, right. right. Yeah, I need... Uh, but if you want to, right. sure. Come, come we'll, lend us a hand. We'll, we'll take it. Right. Well, and actually, you know, Aragorn mentions too, we've not been idle over here, friend. You yeah. know, mm-hmm. we've been doing some work. Yeah. And I think if Boromir, if, if Boromir knew what was happening uh, in Rohan, you know, and knew what was happening there, as we get yeah. the story later on, I think he starts to realize, okay, yeah. so the enemy is also behind us. Yeah, right. What we thought was safe territory behind us is actually Yeah, there's a new enemy. Yeah. And there's a it, new enemy. Right. Well... Uh, the enemy has spread north, you know, from east, so, so from the southeastern, you know, position up north, and it's actually that's where you know Dane, uh, you know, and mm-hmm. his folk are actually getting some pressure from, you yep. know. And well, I'm thinking there, there's the enemy is influencing someone who used to be good. Yeah, that's true. right behind him. Right behind him, exactly. Yeah, yeah and that's where you that know. that's now a different from too. In, a different enemy didn't know necessarily because right now, right. As Gandalf will explain later, right. those two are not uh, not allied right. in, in, in their you know powers right. or their pursuits. Yeah, they kind of are, but you know. Yeah. Um, so okay, so I've come to seek you know counsel, you know, and and the unraveling of hard words. For on the eve of the sudden assault, a dream came to my brother in a troubled sleep, and afterwards a like dream came oft to him again and once to me. Hmm. In that dream, I thought the eastern sky grew dark. And there was a growing thunder, but in the west a pale light lingered, and out of it I heard a voice, remote but clear, crying. Dude, I just got chills. I'm sorry. I'm like reading this. I'm like being <laughs> dead serious. I just really got chills. Good, I um, because you, like that image, right? Yeah. It's just so well written. Yeah. Thinking about that that pale light that's that's lingering. Yeah. You know, this hope. Yeah. You know, in the west. And that 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 word choice too of lingering. Yeah. So it's beautiful. You want you want to read this here? This is the this is him the the voice that spoke to him. Yeah, seek for the sword that was broken in Imladris it dwells. There shall be uh, counsels taken stronger than Morgul spells. There shall be shown a token that doom is near at hand. For a seal doer's bane still waken, and the halfling forth shall stand. Jeez, it's loaded. <laughs> it's loaded. Um, yeah, and and, and really. Gosh, it's just, I mean, you could break okay, this down okay, line for line. Okay. 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 All right. You want to make a podcast? <laughs> I want to make a podcast. And I want to, and I, here's the thing. And I want to call it an unexpected podcast if that's okay. <laughs> here's the thing. So, um, think about this for a second. Yeah. What was it that sent him, you know, that, what is this voice? What is this? What, who, what, Whose voice is it? What power at work is, 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 is you know what I mean? Who's yeah. influencing his dreams? Yeah. You know? Who's giving Frodo the dreams that, that he's having? And why was it given to Faramir multiple times, but just Boromir once? Oh, yeah. I think that's huge. I think that's, that's very telling in, in, who, in, their, in their character yeah. and, and who they are. And who acted on it? The one who heard it once. 
Isn't that interesting? Well, well, and, we learn more about that. Yeah, yeah you're do. right. You're we, right. Well, it's okay though. But yeah, you're right. We, yeah. um, I think yeah, there, there's more yeah, to there's that, which more we'll, that. which you're we'll right. Get into. But anyways, the, the the point is though, it does appear to us is his brother first, and he talks about it, mm-hmm. and then it comes to him, mm-hmm. you know, uh, again and again. They're wanting, they need. It, it's just it's like they know one of those two, and again, this gets into our our uh, special draft we're gonna have later on, you know. <laughs> about right. about who could it have been? I mean, imagine if it would have been, you know, Boromir's brother. Yeah, you know, Faramir would have what, what would have came. What would have happened? What would have happened? How different would would things have been? Um, because something was beckoning and calling to them. Yeah, one of them needed to come. Yeah, you know, to this council and needed to be here to hear these things. Yeah. It's just interesting to me, like the, the the power that was drawing them, and what that is. Yeah, you know. Yeah. So, of these words, we could understand little. You know, we spoke. They spoke, they spoke to their father. Uh, you know, uh, Denethor, right? Yeah. Uh, Lord of Minas Tirith, uh, who, who's wise in the lore of Gondor, and uh, he actually is the one who you know kind of tells them to seek Elrond out. You know, I mean, it even foretells <laughs> about Frodo. It absolutely does. I'm just sorry. I'm just. I'm like. I'm. I don't know why I wasn't. I mean, I have it totally circled, but it's just, it's so Isildur's interesting to just stop. Yep. Yeah, Sildor's Bane shall waken. Um, okay. Yeah. I mean, uh, oh my gosh, dude. This because is just, think about this. this. hit me like a sledgehammer. To, to have, for him to have heard this in a, a dream. Uh, in a dream. It just, uh, that's mm. why you and I have been focused a lot on Frodo's dreams and the mm-hmm. things that are happening to other characters mm-hmm. and their dreams. Um it's yeah. almost a special magic and power that can happen in dreams yeah. that Tolkien has sort of like created here. Yeah. It's a way in which I believe, you know, um, you know, that, um, that the influences from the West, you know, um, yeah. that the, the, the Valar can, mm-hmm. are, are influencing there. Yeah. They, since the first day or since actually their first war with, with Melkor, they cannot come back and, and fight these battles anymore. Right. That's why the Astari, the Maiar are sent in a way in which, they're lesser, yeah. you know, and their powers wouldn't necessarily break the world like it did once right. before. And so I think they're influencing these characters' dreams yeah. and stuff, you know? Yeah. And it could be something else, though, because the more I dig into the histories and the creation of this world, there are things that uh, that, that not even that the, the, that the Valar understand, yeah. especially concerning men. Yeah. And then hobbits aren't even really mentioned at all. No. So like hobbits are this this like enigma in, in, in and of themselves, you know, uh, yeah, to everyone, yeah. you know, uh, which is which is awesome. So wow, but uh, that's it for me. I'm going to bed. I'll see you later. You calling it? Okay, <laughs> I'm just kidding. Okay, um, man, that's just I don't know, it's blowing my mind. Yeah. So, so they come seek, uh, you know, counsel, and, and here in the house of Elrond, more shall be made, be made clear to you," said Aragorn. Right, standing up, he cast his sword upon the table that stood before Elrond, and the blade was in two pieces. Yeah, just to just to clear this up, this portion of your dream. Here's a sword that was broken. There it is. Here it is. Right, Slam. and we're in Amladris. Right. So there you go. <laughs> yeah, um, and this is where yeah, Bormer gets a little. Te- I mean, you know, who are you, and what do you have to do with Minas Tirith? Right. right. Um, and this is where they kind of talk about who Aragorn is, and 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 who. You know he's he's descended from yeah you know and that he you know through many fathers is is descended from a sildor yeah Elendil's son and he's uh, and then um, Frodo says that it belongs to you and not to me at all 
cried Frodo in amazement, springing to his feet, as if he expected the ring to be demanded at once. And then Aragorn says, it does not belong to either of us, but it has been ordained that you should hold it for a while. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Man. Yeah, I think, again, Frodo... Isn't that, isn't that crazy, too? I mean, I, I think, like, how how easy it is for... It just shows how good Aragorn is. Yeah. It was so easy for his ancestor to just take that ring and go, you know, I lost my, my dad and brother. Cool, this is a... This will make up for it. This is something that's precious to me, right? As we learn later on that he he, he talks about it that way, this this ring. And Aragorn says, doesn't belong to me. Yeah. Doesn't belong to either of us. Right. And and Frodo expected him to almost say, yeah, I'm going to, I'll take it. I'll be the one to take it back and destroy it or, or whatever, or use it or whatever. I don't know. Mm-hmm. And he says, it's yours. It's yours to carry. For I also time. think Frodo might have heard the last bit of that dream. Yeah, and because he does speak up here, right? It's a, he chooses this time after yeah. hearing this dream, and that the halfling that the halfling would 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 stand, you know, um, yeah, you know that the halfling shall or, or fourth shall stand, yeah, you know, and so he does, yeah, you know, and he sort of does, you know, I don't know if he stands, but he actually you know, speaks up, and he's ready now to like he knows that this is his part to play, right. give it up, right, give it to this great council, and here it must go. When that's he was good. trying to answer that in himself and say, right. here you go. It's yours, friend. When when that prophecy is much different, isn't it? It is so much different. Yeah. But but you see, like he took that he took that yeah. angle with it. And he yeah. and he thought because that's what I think. You know, Bilbo's good at answering riddlers, yep. riddles, and figure, figuring out dreams and things, and they like that kind of stuff, you know. Yeah. And so Frodo thinks he has the answer. Right. I think that, anyways. Right. You know? right. That's my take on it. Yeah. No. That's and and hops up to kind of, yep, to kind of give it up. But you know, Gandalf, you know, near, now says, uh, "Bring out the ring. Yeah. Time time to bring that bad boy out." Yeah. Um, you know, and, and the time has come, uh, hold it up. And then Boromir will understand the remainder of his riddle. And this is so amazing too. Like, so all eyes turn to Frodo, obviously, and he's shaken by a sudden shame and fear. And he felt a great reluctance to reveal the ring and a loathing of its touch. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He wished he was far away. The ring gleamed and flickered as he held it up before them in the trem- in his trembling hand. Behold, Isildur's bane said Elrond. Bormir's eyes glinted as he gazed at the golden thing, the halfling, he muttered. Is then the doom of Minas Tirith come at last? But why then should we seek a broken sword? Can I just jump in real quick? Get in because here, baby. One of the things, the second to last line in his dream, the voice that came to them, uh, says, for Isildur's bane shall waken. Mm-hmm. Uh, and to me, I think during this time, mm-hmm. uh, uh, up to this point, they're just trying to get the ring from point A to B. Mm-hmm. Really don't know, know, know what they're going to do with it. Right. This whole council is about deciding what to do with yep. the ring. Yep. Once they decide what to do, I think it it becomes harder to manage. And it becomes yeah. a, a greater burden to bear. Yeah. It does awake. And yeah. it becomes heavier. Yep. Uh, because they've decided what to do with it. Right. And at that point, now it has to start working even harder to to get out of these hands fight against that yeah Yeah, sure so becoming heavier and heavier yeah yeah so um but uh yeah they they talk about um oh they go back to Minas Tirith and 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 the doom and the great deeds um you know are are indeed at hand for the sword that was broken as the sword of Elendil that broke beneath him when he fell you know it has been treasured by his heirs uh when all their heirlooms were lost so basically, just just talking more about this about the sword and that the ring is actually a Sildor's bane, 
uh, now that it's found, you know, um, this is something that, you know, Aragorn himself is going to, you know, attend to, mm -hmm. uh, you know, in a sense. Yeah. Um, now, he asked the question, um, now you have seen the sword that you have sought. What would you ask? Do you wish for the house of Alindo to return to the land of Gondor? So that makes more sense to me when we, when we talk about the two sons, mm -hmm. you know, um, and, and, and the line and how they were continued and things mm -hmm. like that. And the high king versus, you know, the lords of Gondor in that mm -hmm. southern kingdom, mm -hmm. you know. And, and do they want to see someone like Aragorn, you know, um, you know, come, you know, right. a, a sealed oars. It's, it's almost line. as if he's asking for a blessing. He, he wants, you know what I mean? That's how I see it. He's, it's rightfully his. But he, you know, will will you receive me? Will you have me? Mm -hmm. Will you have this this line come back? Yeah, it is kind of crazy though, isn't it? That like that's that that at one point the the, the northern kingdom was the powerhouse. Yeah, you know, it was right. the stronghold. Right. You know, and it was the the, the ruling body in mm -hmm. a sense. Mm -hmm. And it's not it's not the same now. Yeah. But this line that came from the north still is making claim. Could make claim yeah, to Gondor, to that throne. but yeah. you're like you're saying, wanting this to be a willing. Do you do you wish us, you know, for for my line, my line to return for those two, those two, two the, the, the sons yeah, of Elendil to, to yeah. come back together yeah. in yeah. a sense. Yeah, so the redemption, right? Yep, but you know, Boromir wasn't sent to beg any boon, uh, just to seek the the meaning of this riddle, right? You know, um, but you know, they are hard pressed, and the sword of Elendil would be help beyond our hope yeah you know if such a thing could indeed return out of the shadow of the past uh he looked again at aragorn and doubt was in his eyes he right. just you know doesn't quite know what to think of this yeah not what he expected right you know um so frodo felt bilbo stir impatiently evidently he was annoyed on his friend's behalf you know frodo's close with aragorn and, and doesn't like this he can see the doubt in boromir's eyes you know yep. um and, and that's when he hops up and says all that is Gold does not glitter. Not all those who wander are lost. Mm. Uh, the old that is strong does not wither. Deep roots are not reached by the frost. From the ashes a fire shall be woken. A light from the shadow shall spring. Renewed shall be the blade that was broken. The crownless again shall be king. Yeah. And, and you mentioned, I didn't know this either, that, that that's of Bilbo's own Yeah. Right, he wrote this. Hand, right? Yeah. Yep. So... Uh, so, anyways, so he's standing up for him and kind of, you know, um, makes a case for him and things. But, um, man, how long do they go on here with uh, with Aragorn and, and his story? Yeah, a little bit here. Uh, I've got it all hardy, hard-eyed. If you want me to read it, yeah. I mean, um, we, yeah, whatever you, whatever you want to pull from it. Yeah, yeah. It is just, it is so interesting too. I mean, and this is where you can, you can catch where they, um, in the film especially, created this tension between Aragorn and. and uh, um, Boromir, right? That doubtful glance, and right. it's it's almost yeah. the way I see that too. Is it's like, yeah, yeah, come bring your sword if you think you can really, you know, you've been up north, you're a ranger, yeah. The the real fight's down by us. If you really think you can, right, right, if you can, yeah. uh, you know, account for, yeah, being a strong force down with us. So, yeah. Um, Aragorn smiled at him, then he turned to Boromir again. For my part, I forgive you your doubt, he said. Little do I resemble the figures of Elendil and Isildur as they stand uh, carven in their majesty in the halls of Denethor. I am but the heir of Isildur, not Isildur himself, a line that gets given to Arwen, actually, mm -hmm. yeah. um, in the films. Yep. I've had a hard life and a, and a long one, 
and the leagues uh, that lie between here and Gondor are a small part in the count of my journeys. I have crossed many mountains and many rivers and trodden many plains, even into the far countries of Rune and Harad, where the stars are strange. But my home, such as I have, is in the north, for here the heirs of Elandil uh, have ever dwelt in long line unbroken from father unto son for many generations. Our days have darkened and we have dwindled, but ever the sword has passed to a new keeper. And this I will say to you, Boromir, ere I end, lonely men are we, rangers of the wild, hunters, but hunters ever of the servants of the enemy, for they are found in many places, not in Mordor only. So he's making this point here. He's building that, you know, um, I've, I've been all over. I haven't just been in the north obviously, but that even there, um, uh, you know, that there are servants um, of the enemy that, that I've had to fight as well. If Gondor, Boromir, uh, has been a stalwart tower, we have played another part. Many evil things there are that your strong walls and bright swords do not stay. Uh, you know little of the lands beyond your bounds. Peace and freedom, do you say? The north would have known them little but for us. Fear would have destroyed them. But when dark things, and you know, talking about even like the Shire, the Shire mm-hmm. is protected because of what, right. the, of, of what the Rangers have done. Um, Bree, you know, we think about all these places that have relative peace uh, because of what the Rangers have done. But when dark things come uh, from the houseless hills or creep from sunless woods, they fly from us. Wow. They fly from us. Wow. What roads would any dare to tread? What safety would there be in quiet lands or in the homes of simple men at night? If the Dunedain were asleep or were all gone into the grave. And yet less thanks have we than you. Travelers scowl at us and countrymen give us scornful names. Strider I am to one fat man who lives within a day's march of foes that would freeze his heart or lay his little town in ruin if he were not guarded ceaselessly. Uh, Yet we would not have it otherwise. If simple folk are free from care and fear, simple uh, they will be. And we must be secret to them. So that has been the task of my kindred while the years have lengthened and the grass has grown. But now the world is changing once again. A new hour comes. A Sildur's bane is found. Battle is at hand. The sword shall be reforged. I will come to Minas Tirith. And this, ladies and gentlemen, is why I love Aragorn. <laughs> I mean, it's amazing. And I think maybe this is too where we draw upon that whole idea of, um, for the film anyway, Aragorn being reluctant. He says, you know, that we're we're glad to have it this way, mm-hmm. to be scorned, to be unappreciated, to do all the dirty work and not have any recognition. We're fine with that. We we as long as there are these people that live free in the north, it makes us happy. And so they they take that and they kind of um, increase that within the Aragorn in the films and make it more of like a burden for him to step up and yeah. something he's unwilling yeah. to do, and. It's not that, it's not as strong here. It's like he's he's more saying the times have changed, and it's time for me to step up. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's not that I'm reluctant to. It's it's now it's now it's time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Well, I, I think in, in in recap of that, it's really Boromir comes out and says, "Here's what Gondor has done." Right. Made the case for the Southern Kingdom, yeah. and then Aragorn steps up and makes the case for the Northern Kingdom. Yeah. You know, and I think it's kind of cool. You know, they're both saying that, you know, here's what we've done. Yeah. It's sort of a, yeah, they're a little, there's some bragging, but it's, they're, and and really they're two kingdoms, two places, two groups of people that haven't really talked and don't really, 
know each True. other anymore. I don't know the role that the other one plays. Everyone kind of seems more isolated, yeah. don't they? Yeah. You know, um, it, they do seem more isolated. It seems yeah. like the elves are more connected and have messengers and things and know what's going on in the world. And the yeah. wise are super connected. But like, you know, Dane and his folk don't really know what's going on. Right. Elsewhere. Which is exactly how the enemy wants it. Yeah. That's why, yeah. And it's why this yeah. council is needed. Yeah. Right. Type of thing. So, yeah. um, you know, just to kind of wrap into Bilbo's story and, and finish this, um, basically, uh, Boromir says, you know, I've, I've seen that um, that bright ring in the halfling's hand, but a Sildor perished ere, you know, um, this age. So he basically says, how do the wise men know that this is his ring? Yeah. You know, how's it been passed down? And so Elrond says, that's a story that, that will be told. Yeah. Um, and we're going to talk about that. And, and to do that, um, you know, <laughs> Bilbo pipes in, but not yet, I beg, master. Already the sun is climbing to noon, and I feel the need uh, of something to strengthen me. Um, you know, but, uh, you know, Elrond kind of smiling, like, you know, it's it's yeah. it's almost like, I wonder if Bilbo was being serious there. You know, if he's, or... Yeah, he's trying to cut the tension, isn't he? Well, or, you, you know, think? I yeah, think. Or, he's using his yeah, humor. Using his humor, cut the tension, or it's about my time to speak, but let's put it all, let's let uh, the suspense build a little bit. Let yeah. me... Let's take a break. He's a showman, and, isn't he? Let's take a break and then let me start the meeting <laughs> off again when we're when we're ready to go. You know, um, and, and so he does tell his story, and uh, he actually tells it very well. Uh, to some, there, Bilbo's tale was wholly new. They listened with amazement while the old Hobbit, actually uh, not at all displeased, recounted his adventure with Gollum. And, and the and the neat part is here he remembers every ri- ri- riddle he tells it down. He's been writing his mm-hmm. book. He does not. He tells it true. And he actually looks at Gloin to sort of say, if you've heard it another way, uh, forgive me. Right. Because this is the truth. This is the truth. Yeah. And it was the only thing that's changed is really the ring. Right. It has to do with him finding it, not wanting to be called a thief and uh, and things like that and and, and stuff. And then, you know, um, so he actually makes this uh, quite long tale rather short, actually, and, and, and condenses it. Um, and they, they tell him that it's, it's well told, right? Yep. Um, not bad. Bilbo said, uh, to him. Oh, actually, so Frodo tells his story. Does he tell his story too? And then less willing than both. Yeah, Frodo told yeah. him all, the, all of his dealings with the ring. So the two hobbits kind of tell their stories, mm-hmm. you know, and, uh, and it's actually like, it's funny to me because, you know, Bilbo tells his story and shows Frodo how it's done. You know, yeah. here's how you tell a yeah. story, yeah. son, you know, and Gotta then once, once Frodo's done, he's like, ah, it's good. Yeah. You did a Not good job. Bad. Not bad. Good job. You know, but you could have used a little of this, a little of that, yeah. but We'll work on it in the book, which is something that keeps coming up more and more. Talk, you know, he's he's uh, the next, the rest of this chapter and the next chapter too, saying, make sure you remember. You know, yeah, you won't have time to write it down. Probably make sure you remember it because we're going to write it down. You'll be the sequel, and yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's yeah, pretty cool. It is cool. Uh, you know, so but uh, you know, um, and you know, yes, it made quite a long tale. You know, uh, Frodo mentions and talks about everything that that had taken them up. He said there are whole chapters of stuff. Before you ever got here, you know, obviously yeah. it's great. It's a yeah. little, uh, you know, breaking the, well, it wouldn't be the fourth. Well, it's kind of like breaking the whole, like talking about the right, book. Right, the spy now. The I book know. itself. Yeah, yeah. It's funny. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Um, but anyways, the story though is not, it's not told. Uh, it's not all told. And there's, there's pieces that Frodo needs to know the answers mm-hmm. to. And so, you know, he says, I still want to know a good deal uh, more, especially about oh, Gandalf. Gandalf. And I think a lot that of gaps to fill in there. Isn't yeah, there? I think that's where we'll kind of leave, you know, the discussion. Um, 
Wow. Because there's there's actually more. Yeah, there <laughs> there's is. There's actually much, much more that Gandalf yeah. uh, uh, talks about. But I think my goal, and, and sorry if I just kind of went off this episode. No, you, dude, this is your, this is your, this is in your wheelhouse too. This is your bread and butter. Well, this I is just, some of your fra- favorite stuff. Favorite stuff. Favorite stuff. Favorite flares. Um, <laughs> so, but no, t- to me, I, I, I told Lane, you know, I needed a better understanding of these two lines. Yeah. The, 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 the um, heritage and what's at stake, the two kingdoms and an understanding mm-hmm. of the politics mm-hmm. here and stuff and things that are going on. And I know we didn't do a great, I didn't do a great job of, of really did a fantastic job. articulating that because yes, you did. what we kind of do is I, I like to, I mean, you get the raw sort of reaction. Like, like we, we yeah. pull out some passages and That's we kind of, right. we kind of pick it apart and, and learn as we go. Yeah. And so hopefully you get something out of that. And if you guys know more, we know there's, there's a bunch of you guys who really are well-versed in the histories. I would love to hear a lot of and that. Stuff. It's and, a ton of history we went through too. That's a lot of information. Uh, there's subtlety to all those stories. There's more to, oh. I mean, even, you know, the North, North kingdom tying into where we were of the Barrow Downs. Yeah. You mentioned you the know, witch King and, and the whole thing, the witch Kings there. A lot of stuff it, happens. There's so, I mean, we, we went over, you know, like an age and a half of, of, uh, of life, you know, mm-hmm. thousands of years. And so, yeah, yeah I think, I think, I think it's a, a great job. That's a, a lot to job. do, we, but it was a lot of fun. Yeah. And I think, I think going forward next episode, um, as we finish that chapter out guys, it'll be much more straightforward Yeah, because we, we kind of stay in this age. This was um, a lot of this. And this was a lot of, we talked about it before too. You know, Gandalf talks about a lot of this stuff way back in the Hobbit hole. He does way back in bag end. Yeah. And so this is just, uh, more of like a, almost like a first person account of, you know, I was here. You know, we heard these stories from Gandalf, who wasn't there. Yeah. And now we're hearing them from Elrond, who was there. He fills in all these details. He tells us the pertinence um, and the importance of it now. Yeah. You know, going forward and why why this is going to be a, a great challenge and, and the importance of what we need to do with this ring. Because before then, we didn't really... I mean, you know, Gandalf kind of alluded that it it should be destroyed, but we weren't really told, like, you know, the fact okay. that... Elrond back in the day wanted it to be destroyed. Yeah. But he tried to make it happen. Well, and, and here's the thing. So the the one thing, if we, we talk about takeaways, and, and Lena and I have talked about doing this more uh, after we've gone through the chapter, mm-hmm. some takeaways. Because for me, what I took away from all of this is that is that Tolkien's actually, like a, the, the, a, an underlying subtle lesson here um, is, is, uh, is seeking out the source mm-hmm. of information, mm-hmm. talking to the people who are there, who yeah. witnessed it. Yeah. You know, if you want to know something, go to that primary source. Right. And to hear, although Gandalf has told us a lot of this mm-hmm. stuff, you know, the, here are the people who have lived it. Right. Here are the people who, you know, Elrond was there. He can recount for, you need to hear it from him yeah. uh, and listen to what, to the way in which he tells Their it. story to tell. Exactly. This is all about your story to tell. Right. Yeah. And, and, and you can tell too, when he's telling his story and remembering the, the, the elder days and those mm-hmm. glory days, you can tell he's been there. Yeah. Holy smokes. He's been yeah, there. Yeah, you're right. You're talking about the, 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 you brought up the description of, um, of that march and the different groups of men and the banners and the, yeah, the you yeah. know, the, the great even, princes. And yeah. Captains. The descriptions of the, of the, um, of the weapons. weapons and, yeah. 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 It, it was a different flavor. It was more, uh, immersive. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Well, I think that's what we need sometimes. I think a lot of times we, it's hearsay in our society. Yeah. We hear this, you know, from social media, this person or that person, and things get lost in the telling. And even, and even history, right? They do. History is like, it's this, I don't know. It doesn't live in the same way. 
You know, you, you, you memorize, yeah, you memorize, yeah. you know, occurrences that happen, the order they happen. And then you don't, you forget that, that they were real people living those events. Yes. Uh, real feelings, real emotions, yep. real sights and smells. And, and, yeah. and yeah, this helps other influences. When I, when I look yeah. and I studied, um, and I'm in history classes, sometimes I listen to our teachers and I think our teachers do a good job from uh, the district that I'm at in talking about the influences, yeah. what influences, you know, those decisions. And you look at Dane in this chapter yeah. and some of what he's facing as a ruler, you know, and his decision-making and how Bilbo is so significant to them right. that they would want to protect him. But then he has an obligation to worry people, about his people too, you know? Right. And so some people could say, you know, let's say he did the, make the decision later on down the line to, you know, tell this information and people who weren't at the council didn't understand that Gloin had came, you know, uh, and, and tried to warn Bilbo might think that Dane had betrayed, you know, the Shire. Yeah, and, right. and, uh, so uh, things can Point be of view too. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know. I think there's a little bit of that here. It's like we needed to all sit down across from one another face to face and talk. And, and, to you're, and you're right. You were talking about this earlier, but the importance of that in modern our modern world oh my god it's, I mean, it's, it's one of the reasons that i wish we and i uh, we both want to go meet a lot of as many of you uppers as we possibly can absolutely because we're to. all uppers and we're all this group together and yeah and then it's 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 great the way we communicate but how much cooler would it be to, to do it in person yeah yeah yeah, yeah right yeah. to sit down at the same table to look each well, other in the eye to hear hear your you know your point of view and your story from your words yeah and i, th- I think one of mouth. the things yeah yeah well, one of the things we've talked about is uh, we've talked about Tolkien is in his, uh, what he foresaw in technology Yeah, and more than not, we abuse it, Yeah, you know, but there are ways to use it, you know, for, for good, for good, yeah. you know, and bring light to dark places and yeah. to, you know, to, to communicate with people, to have this group right. to be influencing, you know, you guys don't realize, I don't, I, maybe I haven't said this enough that when I see something positive in the group, it has an impact on me. Yeah. I feel pot. I feel better. I yep. read it. And I'm like, wow, that really that's uplifting. Yep. You know what Tolkien did here in his work at being published, you know, and that being sent around the world has influenced so many people for generation after generation. That's why we're doing yeah. what we're doing. Cause right. it's such a darn good story right. and it's got such good tales and lessons. Yeah. Uh, and I just thought one of the things that I got from sitting around a table, uh, or, you know, in a, in a group talking to each other, mm-hmm. And catching up. That's yep. what we do with friends. That's what we yep. do with each other. Yep. And, and you tell me what's going on in this part of the, of the world or, or this place, because we live here, you know, in the United States, in Ohio, and yep. I don't yeah, always know uh, what's going on around the world. And I try to educate myself, right. but you know, it's just interesting, isn't it? To think well, and like, like we said, the point of view is determines the story that's told. Yeah. Right. So yeah. to hear it from someone who's, who's actually there is different from absolutely yeah how we get a lot of information so yeah man right. it's just yeah he, he he definitely addressed the importance of 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 good hearty intimate conversation yeah yep absolutely wow. yep so lessons all around yeah <laughs> okay good lord uh cool connections we went over those yeah done spread them throughout the chapter um we're gonna dive into the bywater post here. my gosh man it's snowed so, under still we are actually um Thank you to everyone who has sent us uh, uh, emails at anunexpectedpod at gmail.com. That's anunexpectedpod at gmail.com. Thank you, Lane. Um, and we've, we've got over like 15 of those right now. So, I mean, it's, 10 to 12. 10 to 12. What did I say earlier? Is that what I said? Whatever. I can't count. No, you were just, it was hilarious. Like, like how many, how many, you know, are in the, uh, in the inbox? Well, I started to count and I just, it's at least like, 10. It might be 12. 
It yeah, might be 15. <laughs> okay, so I I didn't actually count all of them. I looked, I was like, oh, okay, I see about three, a couple more. Okay. <laughs> you just, you know, <laughs> you just tail off, you know, and. Uh, oh, that's funny. Okay, I can't count. Is what you're saying? I got it. I can't understand. Speak right now. Right. So, okay. Yeah. Uh, Tom Crawford sent us a, a, a little, um, you know, post message here and I uh, kind of want to read this. Yeah. He said, Hey guys, thanks for doing this podcast. It's wonderful to hear uh, two guys is thrilled to read this work as me. And I got to say, that is our thing. Like what? It, this, we love it. And so I'm sorry that sometimes we get bogged down in the, in the, as you call it, the minutia, the, the, the nitty gritty details and stuff. But I see people doing that in the group too. And it's what I love. It's, I, and I think of all, of all things I've read in my life, it's worthy of it. It's, it is worthy it's, of it. I mean, it, like the, the man put his, he dedicated, I mean, like uh, dude, all of his life virtually to this. It's going to influence so we can, people for years and years. Yeah, and years we can spend, we can spend three hours every, every week. Yeah. digging into the details and there's stuff Learning that he stuff. put in there that probably people won't catch for another hundred years. I mean, yeah, he, yeah. he's just, Oh my gosh, he wove such a good tale, my friend. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, I was wondering as I hear your episodes, do either of you use figures of speech, uh, use figures of speech oh, used yeah. in the story in your actual lives? I've actually told people who try to shortcut something, uh, to get a task done quicker. Let's make long, long delays. delays. I love that. Uh, I'm also fond of uh, you know certain quotes in Lord of the Rings. Uh, if I shoo a bug away, I'll quote um, uh, Eowyn uh, talking to the Witch King. Be gone, foul, foul Dwimmer. What? Dwimmer Lake. Dwimmer, oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Okay. Uh, anyways, just wondered if you guys use lines in the books in your daily lives, as I'm sure certain others uh, do with you know Harry Potter quotes and whatnot. So. Uh, farewell. Thanks, Tom. We appreciate uh, Tom. I'll just leave you with message. this. Don't forget the sniffing. Yeah. Uh, Never don't. forget the sniffing. Do, do we, we use? Um, yeah, we say stickle bats and we. Yeah, we we do. One um, thing drives out another. There, there's one. Uh, um, it, almost every text message, if I'm not responding, Lane will ask me, uh, "You still there, Dad?" Dad. <laughs> he calls me Dad. Uh, <laughs> so, old daddy two foot proud yeah. foot what's his name yeah two foot yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. and uh, gosh I'm trying to think there's plenty of other I have to sit and ponder a bit but uh, and then you know the movieisms creep in too yeah the movieisms we use those too yeah um, for sure for sure can't think of any at the share, moment, the, share the load we use that share a lot the, dude oh my gosh yesterday yesterday I was at a stoplight and I turned to the left and I saw one of those bike signs that says share the road and I wanted to take a picture <laughs> and post and say Every time I see this, I read it. Share the road, the road, the road. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's great. All right, we got one from uh, Robert Williams. Yeah. I'll call you Robbie. Yeah. Greetings from a fellow Tolkien fan living in Bree, also known as Cincinnati. Wow. Cincinnati makes, might actually be might, our Bree. It might it make sense, doesn't it? Oh, that's interesting. I wonder, yeah. uh, Robbie, if you've ever been to, I shouldn't call him Robbie if you, Robert, if you've ever been to the little uh, Shire of Amanda, if you haven't, I think we should make that happen, man. Yeah, yeah. We should. Found the podcast a couple of weeks ago and have been loving it. Tolkien has been something very important to me for a long time. And I always love hearing other people's perspectives on the books and et cetera, having great discussions about them. My first experience with Tolkien was during the summer between eighth grade and high school, many moons ago now. Up until that summer, I had been the kind of kid who read no more than I could help as I was a poor reader and I found the books for school uninteresting. 
Amen. Mm -hmm. That summer, my dad handed me a copy of The Hobbit and said he thought I might enjoy it. I remember sitting uh, on our porch, reading from morning till being called for supper. Holy cow. Uh, I was a slow reader, so it took me a long time to read it for days and days that summer. I loved the adventure with Bilbo and his dwarvish friends, and when I came to the end, I was sad that it was all over. Then I found out about the Lord of the Rings trilogy, which my parents were more than happy to purchase for me, as they were just happy to see me actually wanting to read something. For the rest of that summer and into the fall, I read the three books, both improving my reading skills and also making me fall in love with Middle Earth. Does it get more beautiful than that? As, no, it really, this is great. Uh, this opened up a whole new uh, reading life for me, and from then on, I usually had a book in my hand or somewhere close by. Silmarillion followed... Wow, which was a more difficult read. And since then, it has become a yearly thing for me to reread the books over 30 times now. Holy. And I still find new tidbits, make new connections, and come to new understandings each and every time. Thanks for the wonderful podcast, guys. Keep up the great work. Loving doing this year's reread along with you. Can I just say it's an honor for us to be joining your yearly reread. Yeah, really. Uh, that's amazing, man. That is that's actually super awesome. I mean, how many stories now have we heard as where Tolkien is responsible for improving reading. readers' abilities? Let me just tell you something, real quick. Okay, for me. <laughs> okay, <laughs> what? I'm so accelerated reader points. Just <laughs> let me tell you. Because I I am here with I, I am in the same boat. Okay, as yeah. as Robert okay. and like learning how to read. When somebody put that librarian at Mount Vernon put that, you know, book in my hand and explained to me what was in it, yeah, I couldn't put it down, yeah, and I was not a good reader yeah. either, and uh, I didn't care how difficult it was on Accelerated Reader, yeah. I was going to read it, yeah, you know, and it forces you, you know, and you know, I I was it sounded like I was joking around about backskipping, but I'm serious, like I get so um, well, one thing drives out another. Yep. You guys know I'm a, I'm a, I'm a butterbur and and I just have a lot of thoughts going on at the same time and sometimes I'll read a, you know, an entire paragraph and go, I was just thinking about dinner <laughs> or I was just remembering a conversation uh, I had with Goldberry yeah. or something, you know what I mean? And so I I have to go back and reread things over and over again. And what this what this story has done for me every time I've read it is it's it's really made me improve comprehension. It's made yeah. me yeah. Uh, because you can't you can't take a paragraph off. No, you can't. It messes up the rest of the story. Like you That's have what... to catch everything there. And also, you know, he's talking about this is something I relate to, and I found the books for school uninteresting. I can't tell you how many times I had to read a book that I didn't give a shit about. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Didn't care. And it's not that they were bad books. It's just for me, I had no connection to them. Yeah. I felt nothing for them. I wasn't invested. Yeah. And, and to this day, I, if you ask me to read something and I'm not quite feeling it, I'm not going to, yeah. I can't, I, I just can't do it. I have to really care about what I'm reading because I think, I think this, this is just a weird thing I have with time as we're running out probably. Right. Um, yeah. is that like, uh, there's only so much time you have in life and I don't want to read something that I, in the end, I think, nah, it wasn't worth it. Mm -hmm. It wasn't worth it. What is your, what's your eyes doing? Nothing. Nothing. Okay. <laughs> okay, that's the end. We'll save Daniels for next. Yeah, that's fine. Okay, I have to fine. do that. So, okay, anyway, amazing. Thank you guys for writing yeah. into the Biowater Post. Unbelievable. So we've got something kind of special for strawberries with cream. Yeah. All right, there has been a poll out there on the Facebook group. Michael Upshaw uh, posted about picking your 
your fellowship, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. So yep. in the, the second half of this chapter, even more so in, in the in the next chapter, uh, we have a fellowship that's selected, yeah, nine members. Okay, so we thought it might be kind of cool to have the uh, 2018 Fellowship of the Ring draft of doom. So as the time has come, I'm LeBron, you're Steph. Let's draft our All Star Fellowship. We can't pick the same person, and we flip for first pick. Okay, here's the thing. I'm Ezra's going to be playing for the Wizards. I'm not Steph. Well, I claimed LeBron. I don't care. I picked first. You can have LeBron. Um, uh, Ezra is going to be playing for the Wizards, and I am the New Zealand Fellowship. Okay. Uh, so we've got a draft board made up, guys. Uh, we are ready to go. Um, all that needs to be done. And actually, you want, can do you have that pulled yeah, up? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Will you read for everyone the pool of... Uh, players, if you will, that we have to draft from. Of course, you'd make me read all the names. Um, <laughs> I'll read it if you G- want. Gandalf the Grey, Samwise Gamgee, uh, Gimli, Frodo, Legolas, Boromir, Merry, Pippin, Aragorn, Bilbo, Faramir, Glorfindel, Tom Bombadil, Radagast, Elrond, Arwen, uh, Dane, uh, Farmer Maggot, uh, Gladriel, Prince Prince Imriel. Um, Imriel, Im- yeah. Yeah, who's that? Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Jesus, criminy. <laughs> um <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh uh Dwarf. are we at three hours yes we are you're almost. freaking me out okay here we are um uh where am i at here uh Dwarven. yes yep. Gollum, schmeagle whatever uh fatty bulger <laughs> knob um uh, barlaman butterbeer uh butterbeer butter 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 thank you uh, that's harry potter you're right it is butterbeer. <laughs> it is like, uh Gosh, I'm in too many different uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, fans. Um, Galdor, right? Yep. Um, Aristor. Aristor and Tammy Lane. <laughs> yeah, great. Great. Okay. Okay, so there is a stipulation. And I'm, we're going to break this into two parts, guys, because we want to give enough time. We want to build this into this chapter. Um, so we'll do the first half of the draft this episode. Yep. The second half. Let's do four picks okay. this episode. Round one will be four picks each. And round two will be five picks. So you can, I guess it doesn't have to be. You can draft up to nine members in your fellowship. Okay. You have to designate one as a ring bearer, and you can pick one beast of burden. Mm-hmm. So I don't think Gwaihir and Shadow Facts count as a beast of burden because they're, they're lords. They're pretty okay. important. Sure, sure. So it'd be something smaller like, you know, build a pony. Yeah, gotcha. Or I don't know, uh, a, a dwarven pig. Yeah, or okay. Something like that. <laughs> okay. Or warg. Okay. Sure. Uh, if you could tame one, to be nice. All right. So um, since you're the visitor, I'm going to let you. Would you rather flip or call? You flip, I'll call. Say it again. You flip, I'll call. You heard it here first, folks. <laughs> heads. What do you got? It is heads. Oh, yeah, just, yeah, so hey. do you want first or second pick? Are you kidding me? <laughs> Are you kidding me right now? Man, that's a two headed coin. Are you serious? No, it's not. Actually, guys, I flipped a $2 New Zealand coin. Oh, cool. Which is pretty cool. It's got the queen on the front and some sort of kiwi bird on the back. Okay, I'm going to highlight mine here on this dock. Um, Do Do you get first pick, guys? First pick. We're picking four. Wow, and I have to... So this is is very important, right? Number one pick is kind of important. Yeah, you'd be Um, be right in assuming that. Frodo Baggins. Okay, you're going with Frodo. Yep, and he is my ring bearer. Wow, Slam. out of the gate. Slam. 
Uh, why would you pick Frodo in your fellowship? Well, because I, I that is one of the most that is the most I think important position is the ring bearer. Okay. Wow, dude, I like this. I really, really like this. Uh, my number one pick, no question, Aragorn. Okay. Bingo, bango, bongo. Why? Oh, I don't know. Because he's uh, the king that's returning. Uh, he's selfless. He's uh, fruitful. He's magnificent, and he uses L'Oreal. So whatever. Okay. Um, Your second pick. My second, Gandalf the Grey. Okay, predictable. <laughs> Why? Uh, well, uh, you need people of intelligence. On, <laughs> this sort of mission sort of, quest. Uh, quest. Dang. Uh, all right, excellent. This is working out for me very nicely. My oh, second really? pick is Samwise the Gamgee. Okay, so that's a good one. That's a good one. I'll give you that. And well, you don't get two. No. Okay. He's my ring bearer. He's your ring bearer. He's my oh, ring bearer. Boom, baby. Oh my god, dude, that's such a good. One. Oh man, dude, that's so clutch. <laughs> That is so clutch. I cannot believe you. Well, just so did it. okay. Here's the other thing too that I forgot to say at the beginning. What we're gonna do is at the at the end of next episode. Well, I'm sorry, not this week, but next week's poll yeah. is gonna be who won this draft. Right? Are you are you Team Wizard or are you Team New Zealand? Who picked a stronger fellowship? Yeah. And yeah, guys, just, this is also all tongue in cheek. This is fun. So you know, I mean, so you vote, can get serious and analyze. Vote it. for me is what I'm saying. So I I'm counting on you winning. No, I'm counting on just but, people seeing that I'm picking a better fellowship. <laughs> and at okay. the end of this too, at the end of our next round of drafting, uh, we're gonna we're gonna defend why our fellowship is stronger. We're gonna just gonna say a couple sentences as to why we believe this fellowship would function better than, you know, hmm. yours. Better than yours. <laughs> gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Oh, uh, you stumped on your third pick there, bud. Uh, no, pretty easy. Um, Gimli. Wow. Gimli. Third pick. Third pick. Wow. Now, do Gimli you know, as a third pick. Do you want to know why? Why that high is what I want to know. Because you have to have, I think you have to have all the different races, you know, represented. And I, okay. I just, I sort of feel like I'm not going to go with, uh, is Gloin even in this list? Is, I don't know if you put Gloin in here. Um, there are other, you've got Dane, but I, I don't see any other dwarves. And you've got Dane Ironfoot. Um, Dwalin is in there. Dwalin is in there. Okay. But to me, Gimli... I know has proven himself, and I think he's a he's a good loyal friend. Uh, so he's in my fellowship. Wow. So represent. Okay, that's probably the highest I think Gimli's ever been picked in anything. But that's awesome. My third pick, I'm going with Arwen Undamiel. Okay. Because, um, as what do they say? True love waits, but or no, love waits, but true love mates. Yeah, okay. So Don't, I, yeah, I want sure. Arwen on my side. She's she's a gifted writer. She's the love of Aragorn's life, and this is only going to make them stronger. Okay. Wow, really? I think it's interesting. Off. You're you're risking your the life of Arwen on this quest. As okay, so I, maybe um, you're unfamiliar with my my the relationship I have with my <laughs> wife. But if there's anyone I want having my back. It's Goldberry. Okay. And so I want Aragorn and Arwen fighting together. Okay. Arwen can can handle herself. Sure. She doesn't need Aragorn walking around going, I'm going to protect you, my lady. She, that was Sean Connery, by the way, his version. She can take care of herself. She is a match for darkness. She's the, let me, let me just remind you, she's the daughter mm-hmm. of Elrond, mm-hmm. a mighty warrior himself. Gotcha. Boom. That's why. 
Um, Who's your number four pick? Are you you gonna pick? Uh, you're gonna pick old knob there? Are you kidding me? You are, I, aren't I, you? I can't. So I'm gonna win this thing because I have a strategy, and I'll explain it at the end here. I get one more pick you right now, right? You're making this up. This I is get, your final pick of this round. Make final it pick count. Of this round, Legolas. Oh my gosh, dude! Why don't you pick everyone who was actually in the fellowship? Why don't you do that? Uh, well, that's my is stra- that what you're gonna do? Strategy. Well, good luck because you can't have Aragorn. Right, exactly. I don't need him. I can fill What? I, I can fill his spot with someone else. Blasphemy. I'm just saying. I'm just Blasphemy. Saying, like like you're what? picking people who are outside of the original fellowship. I'm picking people who are proven who are proven members. If they're on the board, I'm going to pick them. Okay? If they're on the board, I'm taking them. Well, don't listen to part 2, guys, because you already know. No, you don't because I'm, you will eventually take I'm guessing you're going to have to take a couple of the other players who are in the unless you don't and then I'm going to be surprised. There is a, there is there is one or two who I might leave out if they're hmm. still on the board. Well, you're going to have to, obviously. No, what how how? No. Hamna, hamna, I mean if you, if you don't pick them, then I might pick them, but I'm just saying. Okay, see now I'm So you get one more pick. I'm going back and forth between a few here. Okay. But the, to be honest, you're on the clock. I'm on the clock. I got 30 seconds. I honestly think that like of these ones I'm debating, you're not going to pick any of them. Okay, so, so that's kind of good for me. I don't. I wouldn't be so sure. Well, they're not in the original fellowship. That that's not exactly what I'm saying. I'm just saying like as many. Pro- See, the reason I got Gimli and well, I Legolas, guess that's true. You will have to pick because I've got exactly. Yeah. So 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 Gimli and Legolas, the friendship that they have, mm. is one of the reasons why I picked them. I've okay. got my ring bear. I've got my intelligence, and I've got two and, really good friends who and Aragorn and Arwen aren't friends. And Whatever. Aragorn and Sam aren't friends. Whatever. Aragorn and Sam keep watch together, my friend. Okay. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. So I think I'm doing the same thing, but whatever. Okay. Um, I do want a dwarf on my side. I want my favorite dwarf. And yes, I did fact check. He is still alive. He lives for about actually like into the fourth fourth age, okay. 90 years. Take him. I'm going with Dwalin. Take him. Dwalin's a BA. All right. He's got, he used to have a massive mohawk back in the day. <laughs> and... Dwalin is is one of the most passionate dwarves. He's one of the most loyal dwarves, but he's not blind to his loyalty. Okay. Okay. He was he was there for Thorin. He was with Thorin by his side, but he wasn't so blinded that uh, when Thorin was struck with lust, yeah, that yeah, he yeah. didn't question that. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So that's round one. So uh, just to be clear, the Wizards. Uh, have the number one pick for the Wizards was Frodo Baggins, and he's named Ringbear. Number two pick is Gandalf the Grey. Number three, Gimli, son of Gl- Wow, some number one. It's cool. cool. I had typed in here Gimli, son of Gimli. <laughs> yeah, I know you did. Gimli, son of Glowing. It's getting late. And Legolas Greenleaf uh, for the news team New Zealand. Uh, number one pick Aragorn the second, obviously. Number two pick, Samwise Gamgee. He's the ring bearer. Number three pick, Arwen Undamiel. And number four, Dwalin. Wow. Okay. All right, so stay tuned. Uh, next, you know, Second round of the draft will be at the end of next episode. Next episode. And you guys can decide. Yeah. How bad I whooped up on New Zealand. Try to do it without the king. That's all I know, brother. Uh, Try to do it without the king. Okay. We'll find a replacement for him. <laughs> You're ridiculous. Okay. Hey, guys. Thank you for for uh, l- l- listening. You know, um, we love you guys. Lane's loopy because it's past midnight here. Oh gosh! And uh, that's what happens with Lane. 
So um, let's, ju- let's jump in to share the load, though. Uh, we would love for you to hop over to uh, patreon.com forward slash up talking talking and you know check out um some of our content there we've There's got some cool uh, free stuff too yes yeah, free stuff that we're going to start uploading there and uh, we've got one cool thing up there already our, our reaction to billy boyd um and then we've got uh you know t-shirts we've got some other every six months we're going to uh, get together like uh you know in in july and in december mm-hmm. uh like a swag bag yep. um to kind of send out to you guys so some art is already ready for that right yeah some art's ready for that that's and cool we've, we've scanned uh scanned that in and so i think we're we're good to go so awesome but yeah definitely check that out um, I think that's it, man. Okay, time for our weekly well wishes, formerly Fortnite farewells. We want to thank you for stepping off the road with us. Our next episode, we'll be digging deep into chapter 14 or chapter 2, the Council of Elrond, part 2. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you like our podcast, don't forget to subscribe, like us, write a review, or leave a comment, or send us a shadow fax. We'll see you next week. And remember, Frodo lives. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.